I create hijinks. That's my. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> hijinks creator. <laughs> Imperial Schools of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Fullen. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. Magep getting doubled on the handlebars of a Huffy 10 speed over to Todd's house for a sleepover today as we are thumbing through Nintendo Power Issue 12 in his basement. And you can find the issue on archive.org if you want to look at the shit we're looking at. I'll drop the link in the show notes as I always do. Please rate and review the podcast if you uh, like what we're doing. And if you feel so inclined to leave one, we'll read it here on the pod. And that's fun. <laughs> what, uh, what are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now? And I'm guessing it's fucking Hades. Dude. Six six months, six to twelve months behind. <laughs> yes, and I'm not ashamed of it. So, yeah, Jesse told me about this game when it was on the Switch. You know, because he plays heavily on PC and Switch, and so he's like, "Oh, this game's Hades is great," and I just was like, "Great." You know, there's some random ass Nintendo games, you know, that, that are like anime, and I'm just like, "Yeah, that's not my game. I'm good." <laughs> but he was so high on it. Once I learned internally that it was coming to Game Pass, I was like, "All right, I'm." gonna play when it comes to the game has and it's a lot of fun it's it's like a, a roguelike dungeon crawler like it reminds me a lot of undermine um but with cooler story with greek gods and yeah just more fun like verbiage like undermine was very basic like the gameplay just going in the going into these dungeons you're gonna die but you're gonna get better to try to get farther next time like that's a fun concept, and that's why I like to undermine that so much. Also, that like you start at the beginning every time, kind of thing. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, but like, I thought that I would get annoyed at it, but leveling up and being able to just smash through the part that you were just at, and like to strike down these furies, and it, it's really well done, and it is a lot of fun. And I've played it more than I expected to. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, I also was surprised at how much i enjoyed it and i mean i did not come anywhere near beating it mm -hmm. but i stuck with it way longer than i would have guessed <laughs> with that with that kind of gameplay yep. you know what i mean uh it, it, it does a, it, it walks a good balance between the yes you're starting over every time but like the undercurrent of character progression is enough to mm -hmm. make you feel like you're making progress, you know, and, and and not have the feeling of like starting over every time. And that yeah, the writing is also good. I like the the shit with his dad and shit is, pretty, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's fucking good. Yeah, every everyone Which, the, with all all the shit talking just in general that everyone does is pretty good, you know. Yeah, I'm liking that. Never 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 thought I would, but hey, what can I yeah. say? It's it's it fun is very... for like short plays too. If I'm just like oh, I'm right. just gonna jump in, you know, I got like 20 minutes. If I die, I die. You know, I'm done. Yeah, and you're going to. On a long enough timeline, the survival rate of everything drops to zero, in the words of <laughs> Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, like the it is very button jammy though, for sure. And like, mm. as as much as I did stay engaged longer than I anticipated, I also would play it and be like, ah, I just gotta fucking like take a 
too much. It's too much, too much button jamming. Like, like you'd be like mid run and be like, fuck it. My hand is just tired, man. Like I need to, I want to stop physically the activity. Doing like, <laughs> the game is fun, but the physical anguish of like having to do that that much is a lot. And it's fucking a lot. Yeah. I, especially as it gets harder, like I'm at the Asphodel place and, the enemy, enemies that are freaking hard, man. Like, you have to actually... I have an active rotation in my mind as if I was playing Elder Scrolls or something trying to get the highest DPS that I, I know to do to strike enemies out the quickest. Otherwise, I'm going to get overran. And I've, I'm just used to that. You know, that's I'm okay with that type of game. I know that's not really your jam, but I, I'm just used to competitively, like, how fast can I get this in to kill these enemies to actually survive, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah like there that. were... Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I don't even know. You know, like I don't have the. It's hard. I I struggle to like. Like I've listened. Yeah, this is this is like game of the year for a lot of people. You know, for for uh. So there's been like you know I hear a lot about it on the fucking the podcast. I listen to and shit, and the people talk about it, and like they talk about the, which like should like I'm surprised it doesn't appeal to me more. But like the. The minute, like the math of it, like they, like there are people that like break it down to like a scientific sure. approach to <laughs> yes, D, DPS, maximum DPS things base. Because the thing is, you know, you didn't mention it, but the, like the thing with the game is like you are every run presents a different power up tree mm-hmm. opportunity to you. So you know you cannot uh, just rely on one track yep. of getting good. You have to have an understanding and a flexibility i think to really get good at it and like be and able with to your use because each weapon has different each weapon is exactly right so yeah so there's there's enough variables in it where it is not at all monotonous in the the math of it you know what i mean you are you do have a different thing a different problem set every time but like trying to i don't know trying trying to fucking maximize that on the fly to me it's just it's too much. I don't I don't know if it's too much or too. I'm not sure what the problem with it is, but like there's just I have a really hard time staying engaged with that because it is just like okay, like this thing's working this time, and like I figured it out here, and it's kind of working, and I go through the back to the next time, and like I'm not really figuring out why I'm better or worse this time. I just am better or worse, uh, and like this, it's just not working this time. You know what I mean? And like that to me is frustrating. Like a lack of reliability, the la- or the lack of reliability, I think is maybe what frustrated me the most about it. Uh, and might have been what kind of got me off of it. But yeah, I, it I actually, I like the active, like, math in my mind where I know if I have the spear, I know the special attack is so powerful. I like that so, shield. I like the, the shield. The is shield the is I awesome, like. too. I did not yeah. think I would like that, but that's freaking cool. But, like, yeah. the spear, there's a power-up. When you get Zeus's tree, you can get chain lightning, and that spear just does so much damage. And there's another one where you can do three at a time. And yeah. I am, like nearly unkillable when i have (laughs) but i know i have to hit so many y's first because i'm building that up and trying to get that maximized because that's where the most damage is coming but i you know it's like the active in my mind like what i want but then if i get presented with like hades instead i'm like okay now i gotta roll with doom instead so do i want to just i know i'm going to be dashing to get out of the way a lot do i just maximize that you know yeah i I pretty much just love that like 24 like at all times oh, okay. i'm doing the dash around you know like there's and it's been so long since i played but i remember there was some sort of dash move that like i don't know i can't remember what it was something that was highly appealing about dash where that was easily my most reliable and go-to 
just I don't know philosophy um just one to obviously be moving because it is that you were just constantly being swarmed you know what i mean and to one to constantly be moving but two like there were there were dash things that like would do things either on departure or on arrival oh, at the, yeah. end of the dash. Like you can cause doom and damage or you can deflect damage like you can just be you could be very powerful especially if you have multiple that dash has been nice i had like the poseidon one which did damage when i arrived then i had another one which did damage as I left as well. So it was kind of nice, like wherever, if you're if you're where I was or where I'm going, you're getting hit. Right, right. So, yeah, it's a good game for sure. For sure, for sure. But yeah, man, it's... Just playing that? No, else? no, not just that. Like this, this is a very exciting time, Josh. Like we got to talk about this. <laughs> All the games... Oh, oh yeah, very exciting. <laughs> but you don't even know, dude. You don't even know. You're playing in the Stone Age right now, man. You're talking about Stone Age things. But I'm listening. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you talk it out. <laughs> I want to hear all about this. This uh, this blasphemy you speak, but I, I'm intrigued. But yeah, man. Like, a lot of the games from earlier game showcases, you know, in the year, are now starting to hit and have their betas released and things like that. So a lot of fun games I'm playing. Hades was like one of the ones I had that pre-installed, ready to go. Um, another one, Back for Blood. Have you ever played that series, any of those games? Neither had I, but I heard that they were really good. And so this, it, it's, I think it's releasing in like a week or so, very soon. But their beta was out, open beta this past weekend. And because I heard it was so good, I wanted to check it out. This is multiplayer co-op zombie survival. And like you have guns and stuff is exactly what you think it is. And it's like... What's it called again? uh back for blood i've been i've been seeing a tile in the oculus games for some zombie game but i'm not i can't recall the, the title of it yeah this but it, I mean, it, it's that kind that that kind of that kind of sounds like what you probably because <laughs> like left for dead it's part of the left for dead series um i don't know if there's a previous one before that but yeah it's it's really fun because you get to choose between i think they have like seven different predetermined like characters you choose from but then you know the weapons you get and everything is all just stuff you find uh in the game and you're just cooperating trying to survive to the next location and advance through different acts and it's really fun like i it seems kind of basic like yeah zombies and multiplayer like yeah it's not that magical of a thing but it's i've played a lot of games before um like the dead rising series that's that's fun smashing zombie killing but just the co-op co-op aspect of it i always find fun you know even just playing it in a beta with random people that i did not know hades, wasn't hades all doesn't with. have that does it hades doesn't have a co-op thing does it yeah that's so shocking that that game would be that would be really fun seems, co-op. yeah it seems perfectly suited for it i'm surprised like, you, are you guys listening make that happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah what the fuck it's got to be in the works anyways <laughs> yeah it's it's a really fun game you know that's you know, solid graphics, you know, current gen game. So yeah, highly, highly fun game. If you want to check it out, like it's, it's worth it. I think I might have to pull the trigger on buying that bad boy. Word, 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 word. So, it. What do you mean buying it? It's not on Game Pass? Is that the thing? It's not on Game Pass? No, no, this would be a, this is a game you just have to buy. Yeah. It's just when, was the last, when was the last time you bought a game? <laughs> you buy a lot of games, uh, but they're usually like smaller games or a game that's like on sale, like a Devil May Cry 5 or something. I'm like, oh, it's finally on sale. Or I bought 
I take I take that back. I know for a fact. I don't know if it was the last game I bought. I bought NBA 2K21 because it was only having like ten bucks, and I was like, man, I feel like I miss playing that game. Like, I left Game Pass. I need to play it. Ten dollars. Okay, fine. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it's only those. It's only those big games. Like a Back for Blood. Actually, I take that back. I retract further statement. Last weekend, another game uh, that I bought pre-ordered was Diablo 2. So, because that, if you pre-ordered it, you could get the the beta as well. And I was going to buy it 100% anyway. It's and a so, remaster of Diablo 2? Yeah, it's a remaster. It's, because the, the, so there's an opening sequence, I have to say, that is so well done graphically. It's just so good. Well, the in terms third of graphics, one was, third one was like, dope on, uh, oh, yeah. on I had the on third one. PS4, Me and Corey yeah. played the whole thing yeah. like together. And so I loved it. And so I thought, like, that's weird. Why would I, why are they coming out with two? And, you know, I seen the showcase about it. And I was like, all right, it, it looks good. I definitely want to check it out. And so how much do they sell? It, how much do they sell? Uh, 40 bucks, $39.99. God damn. The brutal. Is that too much for you? Too that's, much? Too, that's too much for a game I bought for probably more than that a decade and a half ago or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, graphically it's strong like i said the cinematic absolutely amazing um i think i was playing that and courtney didn't know what it was and she walked in and she was just kind of like what are you watching and i was like this is a game she she didn't even know. <laughs> you know, the actual gameplay is not that level of graphics but it's it's, it's still your yeah I remember, I remember the cinematics in diablo 3 being pretty dope i remember like that night thing i remember the night toward i think it might have been the final battle or something the night video or the night cinematics towards the end were fucking incredible yeah. it's all so i i played the beta of that you know, yeah like, I, I actually the more I, I mean i know i had diablo the first one on pc and played the fucking shit out of it but i'm not even entirely sure because diablo 2 probably would have been like mid to late 2000s wasn't it I don't know. Right. It, it yeah, I'm not even was sure. A very big thing, but I clearly was not gaming, so it had to be like when we were in college. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think. I think it might have been after because I mean, in college, I probably would have bought it. I did have a PC and I was doing some gaming on my PC in college. Um, it must have been right after. Maybe we were in New York and then right. just came up and. Yeah, because I'm not. I mean, and the thing is, I can't. I may have played it, and it's like the thing, the thing, the difference between Diablo and Diab Diablo 2 in my head, or, <laughs> you know, it's like fucking exactly right. the same thing to me, so I have no idea if, I don't know. Um, either way, it's been, my point is, it's been so long, clearly, uh, whether I played it or not, that it would probably be like playing a new game anyway, so I'm, maybe it is worth 40 bucks to me. But that is, I, will never be, I can't play video games that way anymore, so. <laughs> so unless there's a vr mod for <laughs> my gosh um, all right all right so God. let's talk about this let's just let's just cut to the chase let's just cut to the chase you want to you want to step into the future you want to step into my office and talk about the future jay you want to step into my office and have a discussion about where about actual video gaming uh in the 20 fucking first century <laughs> i do because i as you know also have a PS4 VR and ah! amazing, <laughs> some pretty amazing experiences there. So explain. PSVR is a fucking home. joke, dude. PSVR is a fucking joke compared to this thing. So tell okay. us what are you playing on. Explain the platform. Give it. Give us. Give us the breakdown. Okay, so 
I, you know, we talk, we have, we are discussing our next side quest yeah. um, here and the game we're talking about playing, I want to do in VR uh, or, you know, I was just talking about doing it in 3D Sin and 3D and I was like, well, fuck, I, you know, if I get a VR headset, I could do it in 3D Sin VR and actually play it in VR. That would be fucking even more bananas. Like, so I want to do that. So, and I've been talking about doing this or this being a desire of mine for quite some time. So I, you know, like. My, I have all these apprehensions about like whether or not it's feasible to really achieve. Like, do I understand it? Can this fucking gaming machine that I spent all the all this money on actually even facilitate it? I have no idea. I can't parse the fucking tech requirements well enough anymore. Even though I used to be very savvy with that stuff at one time, like the mod, more modern stuff and the graphic cards, I just don't get it. And I'm sure that's not too far away in research. <laughs> I probably could have figured it out, but I just didn't have the fucking patience to do it. So whatever. So it's kind of like I had been like. Uh, putting it off for a while now, and I've talked about wanting to play Subnautica in VR and all these things that want me to that are incentivizing me to do it, but just an apprehension about actually taking the taking the jump because uh, partly because of expense and like again it would be such a letdown to do it and fucking this computer not be able to achieve it. <laughs> so like whatever. So I was like fucking. I, I've been hearing that like that that uh, cheap ass gamer podcast I listen to and really enjoy. Uh, they're really been pumping the Quest Two a, a lot the past few months. Mm-hmm. And that I started looking into that one, and it was you know three hundred bucks was it? I was like three hundred bucks is fucking like nothing, you know? Like fuck, sure. And like you know, I started looking into it, and they're actually sold out, so you can't get them. Uh, you can't get them through the manufacturer at the MSRP. So you know, you can go to eBay though and fucking find anything. And I did, and I I ended up they they were sold out, but I I, I copped one uh, like it was like just a bit over four hundred bucks was shipping and everything. So you know. 33% upcharge. That's not nothing, but it's still 400 bucks for, I don't mean, I don't even, like, I don't even, I'm, I didn't do enough shopping to know like what the most expensive VR headset is, but it's gotta be more than that. It just has to be. So I ordered this fucking thing. It arrives and you know, I like, I, I take it out of the box and I'm like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I have in my hands. Like I, like I, <laughs> like it, <laughs> Uh, like I'm not sure. Like, do I? Does it need to be hooked up to my computer? Do I need? Like, I did no research <laughs> at all. You know, like I don't. Like, I just don't even know how to uh, interface with it. So I, you know, take it out of the box. You turn it on. You put the fucking things in your hand. You're just like, okay, now what? And like, a- am I gonna need some tutorial? Am I have to read some fucking supporting manual? Like, no. Like the thing is so fucking intuitive. It blows my fucking mind, man. Like you <laughs> turn it on, and like it's got this. Uh, it's got this guardian thing that like lets you set up your safe play area, you know, and the, the how intuitive that is is fucking mind blowing. And it has its own built-in OS. I didn't understand this for, at first either, but it's got its own built-in OS, so you don't you don't need any, like it has its own games you can download through its own kind of almost iTunes Store type deal. So you or, or Xbox Store, whatever the fuck you want, any whatever manufacturer. So they have uh, game support, third-party game support, native into it so you don't need any any additional technology um it doesn't have like you know it's not you're you're not going to find like the triple a titles on there though you know the ones that are on the major platforms are not going to be on there it actually does have the original subnautica but it's like some bullshit outdated version of it that's pretty poorly rated you know so that was like oh that fucking would be a bummer and it's not even the new one or whatever you know so like that was the closest i came to like can i do this stuff without my my pc right you know and like and not literally the first thing i said the reason i ordered was to play fucking final you know to play fucking <laughs> final fantasy probably so like the first thing i do when i get it is like trying to plug that in and like figure it out and like 
It was not easy at all to figure out. Like you have to go, you essentially have to hook it up through Steam. And I start as I'm doing this, learning all these additional hoops you have to jump for, jump through to actually accomplish that. You know, so that yeah. kind of like turned me off, and I just like started to fuck with the headset on its own again and start downloading games on there. So there's three games I've downloaded on on the headset itself that I've like really really interacted with. The first one is this game called Job Simulator that like it it kind of seems like really? it's one of the first big VR hits, you know, and it's it's exactly what the name suggests, dude. It's a simulation of various working class jobs. And that sounds like it would fucking be awful. That sounds terrible. But no, dude, it's so good. It's fucking oh so it's, it's it's so it's office worker auto mechanic, convenience store clerk, and like a chef, like a restaurant chef. And the game is actually set in 2050. And it's themed as this like historical recreation experience of jobs humans had to work before robots took over, you know? So it's like the the writing is hysterical. It's very, it's like, it's incredibly belittling of being a contributing member of the workforce in general, which I jive with on a philosophical level to no end. So like, it's just written from this really, really clever, funny ass perspective and you know humans are relegated to like they're nothing now it's like these robots are essentially just think it's hilarious that humans used to do this fucking stuff so like you know it's like the the and, and you know you, you just drop in and each one of them kind of has like this either you take a ticket or you in the if with the auto mechanic you pull the chain and open the door and it brings in a new customer and like the customer presents challenges and you have to deal with them based on the tools available to you as this in this job you know and it's it just sounds like the dumbest thing ever man but it's hilarious and you know it'll take a half hour out of your life no problem i promise you every time you play it it's fucking pretty damn good uh and then i also downloaded one called red matter that is a first person puzzle solving game that won like a billion awards in 2018 so i think it's i'm pretty sure it's considered one of, if not the most, one of the better regarded games of like kind of like a first person. I don't know, a puzzle. I guess is the best way puzzle. to say. You're just you're just walking around in, in a first person view, and you're trying to figure out the environment around you. And it's like the setting is you're exploring an alien planet of some kind, and there's a like, it, like there's like a Russian Cold War vibe going on almost kind of like i almost want to say kind of fallouty type thing where you're like the russian the 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 uh ussr didn't fall and maintained power and was able to proliferate into space and you're out doing some sort of investigating on a planet that they controlled and something fucked up happened and you don't really have an explanation for it and you're out trying to figure it out and I think you're stranded there too. So you're trying to get the fuck off the planet and, and you're at the direction of some U S based entity that sent you there. You know what I mean? Uh, and there's a super, there's a lot of supernatural stuff going on. So it's, I mean, it's pretty fucking, there's been a, a number of times already just dabbling with it. I haven't really gotten that far, maybe an hour or two into it. And I've had a few times where I'm like fucking pretty creeped the fuck out, you know? So also a good game. And then the last one, just game-wise, I would talk about before I, like, get into just, like, I don't know, the fucking how immersive it is and just how incredible everything looks. But this fucking putt-putt game, dude, this fucking walkabout <laughs> mini-golf. I can't stop playing it, dude. It is so fucking good. I can't even, like, you have to go, <laughs> Jay, you have to buy the fucking thing. You have to get the fucking thing. You have to get on there and create an account, and we have to play putt-putt. It is so, <laughs> it's so fucking good, dude. Like, I, like it's, you know. It's just putt putt. Like I mean, there are, you know there are exotic courses that 
you know, couldn't exist in reality, I guess. But it's it's still just it's fucking putt putt. It's just putt putt, dude. And like the realism of the controller and how it translates to what you're doing in that headset and what you see in that headset. It's unbelievable. I just can't explain how (laughs) fucking good it is. Like I will never, ever, ever bother to putt-putt in real life again. <laughs> There's no reason to. There's no fucking... Re- and I, like, love to putt-putt. Like, it's like, whenever I so travel... I, like, yeah, whenever, whenever I travel anywhere, and I do, and I see a putt-putt place, I'm like, oh, fucking great, we are going putt-putting. Like, it's fucking... Yeah. I Something I really, really enjoy. I've tried to find places in L.A. to no luck, really. Like, I found one shitty place, you know, like, 30 miles south of here that's at, like, a... Kind of like a swings and things kind of fucking joint that's like a kid's place with a bunch of other dumb things and the course was dog shit you know like i haven't found anything in that which shocks i mean it's outdoors you can't believe there's tons of space everywhere yeah i don't know why the fuck they don't have them here but in any event no reason to ever look for those again because this fucking game satiates everything that you could possibly want about putt putt and it feels just like it it looks just like it in the game you have to uh each hole in every on every course and there are, what are there, I want to say maybe six or seven different courses and then harder versions of those courses currently. And it seems like that has grown over time, like they're releasing more as, as, as the game has been out for a while. So that's cool to know they're supporting it. But each hole on each course also has a hidden ball, like just a golf ball that you can find somewhere. So there's like this treasure hunt thing going on at all times uh, whenever you're playing a new course. And... When you find the ball, it's added to the ball collection that you're able to choose from at the main menu, stage select okay. part. So it's just like this pit of balls. And they, each one of them is, of course, a different customized design. So, like, you know, you're trying to find the balls you can play with. And then the harder levels have this treasure hunt thing going on where you have to follow these clues that you find. And when you solve, when you find all the things in the clue sequence, you get a new putter. So you all, you can also get six or seven different putters that are like, one's like a wizard staff, one's like a space fucking of thing. <laughs> One, one's uh, uh, like a gothic type deal, Dracula, Transylvania type thing. You know, there's just cool ways to customize your, the way, the things you play with. And then, yeah, the, the levels themselves are fucking incredible and so fucking good, dude. It's just, oh my God, it's so good and so much fucking fun. And it's like, because of the like the short, you know, it's like the a perfect piecemeal thing. Like sitting here working, fucking get up and play a twenty minute game of putt putt in VR right there next to my fucking laptop is, I, it's just incredible, dude. It's so fucking good. It's like, I don't know, I would the worth so much more money than I had paid to achieve that activity. Like just so fucking good, dude. It's so fucking good and that is just the dumb shit in the headset so i want to play subnautica in vr that's always that's been like my chief vr goal for a couple of years now probably so i start really looking into what the fuck is required to do that right and like the way this thing works to plug it into your laptop or to your pc uh and achieve the level of speed transfer speed necessary to really play fluidly is you have to buy this fiber optic cable that Oculus is actually charging an insane $80 for, which is fucking crazy. So I did my research 
And I found that I could find, you could, you can get knockoffs that are just as good. So I bought this one that was like 30 bucks or something. Kujekt, K-U-J-E-C-T is the brand uh, off Amazon. So I got the cable, plug it in. And like, cause you know, you, you plug, it comes with a cable that you can plug it in to charge on your laptop, but it's just an, it's like a, just a USB-C deal. That's not fast enough to really play with uh, on, on the steam games. So like, you know, you can do like when I first got it, I'm like, there's a, on Steam, there's this Steam VR uh, like system test thing. To that's the thing I was sending you guys pictures of to like determine yeah. whether or not your system can achieve the fucking operating fucking whatever uh, to actually play VR things, um, the higher end games. So you know, it's saying it's it said like there's like three categories. There's like the headset works or something like yeah that's good enough, and like the something else was good. But it was saying my process, my graphics processor wasn't up to speed. It was red on the thing, like not good enough. And I was, so when I first was looking at it, I was like, fuck. But I was doing research and I was like, I think if I get the cord, that might have something to do with it. So I get the cord, plug it in, run that test again. And it's all green. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yes. <laughs> so, so yes, the fucking, the system can do it. Okay. We're cooking with gas now. And so the fucking like Subnautica does not have an actual supported native VR version. So to play it in VR, someone had to make a mod for it. And I've never mod I don't fuck with mods on my P I don't play PC games that even have mods really. I've always had a PS, a PlayStation, which that's the one without the mods, right? No. The PlayStation have mods? One of the Xbox or PS. Say again. I didn't think either console had mods. Uh, one of them does. I think. I think uh, the PlayStation maybe had mods. The PlayStation Four. Oh, I, I thought think. that was only as a only of a PC thing. Yeah, because yeah, no, yeah, because I, I remember getting on Skyrim. There was like something that made the grass realer. That like you could download a mod. So yeah, so you know, I, I barely fuck with mods. Certainly don't necessarily trust them on my PC. Don't know enough about them to to really fuck with them a bunch. So, like, this whole experience was, like, a very touch-and-go thing, you know? And I thought it would be super hard, and I would have a fucking never be able to get there. I found a, a guy with a YouTube video with a couple links below the fucking thing, and he was playing fucking Subnautica VR. And it took me, mate, no joke, dude, including downloading a second purchase of Subnautica Below Zero on PC. For, uh, on Steam for PC, so I've bought it twice now. Speaking of games, you're, you actually paid for, <laughs> uh, including that that five gigabyte download. It might have took me twenty five minutes to make this whole thing happen and be sitting on my couch playing Subnautica in VR, dude. And Oh my god, it's overwhelming. It's fucking overwhelming, dude. Everything is so big. Like I can't I'll never be able to play a game like that on a fucking flat screen across on the other side of the room again, dude. I can't. Like there's just no way. There's no way after that like it's I mean like going through caverns and tight spaces is fucking terrifying. Like even and I haven't even gotten like I I've, I've probably I maybe like 3 hours into the game now via VR. And, like, I haven't even interacted with any of the big Leviathans or anything. I'm just, like, you know, getting your – early in the game, you can't go too far. You can't go too deep. You can't get go anywhere where there's any really dangerous shit for the most part. So I haven't even really fucked with anything that's truly scary. 
and even the bullshit things that you entered that are like semi-hostile are huge and fucking terrifying and like <laughs> it's i mean even like the you know the i first dropped into the water dude and immediately it was a whole i i mean I don't know. Like the first time I, I explained kind of like how cool it was the way you started in the first Subnautica and you get out of your pod on top of it. And then you have to like, you look down at the water and you have to jump in and like, just like the way the game forces you to like take the plunge. Like it's like doing that in VR was so fucking good, dude. And like just the first jump in and like seeing the first of like the basic fish that you can catch and eat and shit, like even those huge. And like, a just a, a, a three-dimensional feel to them and like oh my god dude it's so fucking good it's so good you i don't even know how i don't know how you can play the something like this and then just go back to playing something on a flat screen i just don't i i i it, it's so boring and mundane i don't know how you do it i don't i don't know how i'm if i can do it or if like you know i've thought about because i've been i've been doing dealing with that movie so i haven't really had a, a ton of time to game and i haven't even touched my xbox in like a month now I've only had the Oculus maybe two weeks. I haven't went back to anything. I kind of like have thought a few times about fucking with Fallout 76 again, firing that back up. But like after fucking start, like there's just no way. There's just no fucking way. Uh, and like, I'm sure that the thing is, I'm sure that that is available with a VR mod of some kind on PC, you know what I mean? Or on, on the PC Steam uh, platform, you know? So I, maybe I don't have to, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just don't know how, I don't know how it's so much better. It's so fucking good, dude. It's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> so good. Uh, and that much better than the PS4 VR. Uh, yeah, it's, you can't even, it's not even, I mean, Skyrim was pretty, Skyrim was pretty good. And, and so was Resident Evil. It's just like. It definitely looks much the, the the resolution and the the aesthetic quality is infinitely higher and especially with the and you know maybe that's to my fault I don't really use those wands that came with the PS4 the control wands you know mm. uh, I don't I don't really use those with VR so maybe if I had really tried to engage those a little more I would feel a little oh, differently. Yeah. You have to uh, for some games. Yeah, some games it's required. Like you have to use that, or you just don't play. Um, even like I mean, Doom. Even Doom, which once I had started using the controller, which you could switch it over to, Doom 2016. I could see because you know the movement thing is like that point and go to the thing. You know that a lot of VR things use. I could immediately see how it would be better with the wands, but I still just even I think I tried it a couple times and just didn't care for these the the controllers the oculus controllers are 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 much i don't know better and intuitive and like the grip of it is different and and just more feels like that red dawn game like the you know and this is to the developer that specific games credit i'm sure not they're not all like this but like the things that you control in the game are like a very close yeah the shape and like in a more intuitive intuitively mapped and feel to the things that you're actually holding in your hands in real life, right. you know what I mean? Which is cool and, and, and well done. Like I said, that's probably a developer specific thing for that title, but uh, dude, it's, I mean, <laughs> it, like, I had to buy 
I had to buy a fucking wireless thing for my Xbox controller because you can't play Subnautica with those wands because there's not enough buttons for all the shit you got to do in Subnautica. <laughs> so I, I had to fucking get my Xbox controller rigged to it. And like you, the, the Xbox controller can connect to the headset, but it can't connect to the headset when the headset is turned to the PC link thing, which is like a different mode of operation, I guess. So I had to basically get my Xbox mapped to my laptop to make that work. And that was its own little technological hurdle that I was cussing at my fucking system for a couple days ago. But like, other than that, so like even including that and the cable and the headset, under 500 bucks to make all this happen. And it's just. Worth every penny. It just, it makes everything, every other gaming experience I've ever had meaningless. It's fucking, not even fucking close. That is dude. big, big praise. <laughs> words, I, it's funny Honestly, because I, I was talking to Jesse about this a while ago because he, you know, at the start of the pandemic, both he and Tanya both had Oculus 2. Like, and they were, they were playing some game. I can't even remember the name of it, but, but it's how they would hang out with people that they knew they would do there. And it was like, well, that's yeah, the thing, it was too. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I should have mentioned that, too. Yeah, man, there's like, a, you know, it's Facebook. So, like, there's like this social element to the whole thing that, like, it's, you know, natively wired into it that you can just tell. I don't know, like the, you know, there's a social component to the Xbox platform, but it's it's not the same thing. Like the you have like a house that's like your or, or you can change the environment, of course, to skin it in different ways. But there's like a physical space that you exist in where you kind of like your home base, you know, and you can like invite motherfuckers over and like you all have avatars and shit. And you can like, you know, obviously play games together in the, in that actual digital space, you know? And like, it's just, it's, it's, it's auto, it's wired to Facebook messenger, which I don't really use a ton, but it's, if you did use that, it would, you know, it's, the shit pops up right in your thing and you can fucking voice command to talk back on it. So like, that's like already a built out thing in there. And yeah, there's a lot of games that, you know, of course, embrace this. Like I, I haven't downloaded them all, but there's a ton of things I've seen in there that are like, you know, fucking Rec Room is one I keep seeing. That's like, it, it probably is a bunch of little mini games that you can fucking Mario Party type shit that you play with people. And I mean, like I said, the mini golf one. I mean, it's like you, it's a, I, I, you can't play, you can't really play past the headset, you know, to play with someone locally. So the, right. it's it's definitely kind of Xboxy in that sense. You have to have another system to really engage in the multiplayer way. But I mean, yeah, that fucking walkabout golf thing would be fucking amazing with fucking two people, you know, playing on the same course at the same time. Um, I'm curious to see how much it, if it does anything to actually like establish the two of you in the same space or not too, um, or if it's just like you take a turn, you're both on the fucking the same scorecard or something. But either way, it's fucking seems to be very well done and. Just like kind of the, the OS of it is very socially minded and like, you know, it suggests people you may know. And like there are a handful of people on my suggestions. I'm like, I don't want to fucking deal with that person. But like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Like clearly not enough people have this thing. But I think if it, if it gets a little more saturated in, in fucking the number of users, uh, I think I think it'll, ugh, the sky's yeah. the fucking limit for this. It's because they've been out. Like when I was talking to Jesse about this, you know, he. I just couldn't get one. And it was like, oh, maybe you can find one on eBay. And I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. Like, I I can play games for free. I've game, you know, I'm just going to keep doing that. That is the shit thing that there's no, it doesn't have anything like that. That's like, you know, a subscription-based deal where you're just, gotta say, in general, it doesn't seem 
Like that's why the Steam aspect of it is key because you're not mm-hmm. limited to what is available on their platform alone. You know what I mean? Steam obviously has yeah. everything. So yeah, it, it's like the actual offerings. Like I've done a ton of googling of what games are good, what games are you know what what are what's worth downloading, and like it's you know there's like a a dozen games maybe that really have like a universal yeah. thumbs up rating on. You know what I mean? Um, there's this one called Beat Saber that doesn't look like my jam at all. Oh, dude, we played that. That game is awesome. I played it <laughs> at yeah. the uh, what was that place we played for my birthday? Game, game, not GameStop, but GameWorks. Right, right. I played it there, and it was a blast. I was like, right. oh, I because I saw it when I was looking at the Oculus. I was like, I would buy yeah. that game because I get it's fun. And literally every single top five, ten list, of, like Beat Saber, Beat Saber, Beat Saber. Doesn't I mean I'm sure it is fun, but especially I don't know for it's. I don't know, for me personally, sitting at home alone playing stuff, like I want something a little more, I don't know, immersive. <laughs> fair, fair point. Not, fair not, point. Not like, like there's this there's this boxing game I keep seeing that's like, it looks fucking incredible, but like, I don't want to box in my fucking living room. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want to do it. Like, I don't care how great it looks. I don't want to break a sweat boxing in my living room. It's just not an appealing idea to me, no matter how good the game is. Um, but those controllers, I mean, I can see how, so I actually saw like a well, one of the videos I watched is just kind of like a life hack list of things you can do to optimize your experience. And like there's a thing you can do with the lanyards to tie them to your hand so you can open your hand and have them not fly uh, off, not fly off. So like things where you're throwing things or like whatever, just a little more immersive of a, of a physical action, you know, uh, without obviously breaking your fucking things. <laughs> so, so like little shit like that that you can do to, you know, engage those types of games uh, a little more. Um, yeah, it's just a fucking great man. Go on eBay and get one, dude. I don't even, like I said, I don't even know. And like, oh, you know, all those fucking, like I said, all those games that you really like, those first person fucking shooter, third person things, like all that shit, dude. There are probably mods to play every one of those in fucking VR if there's not an, an already native offering, which many Steam games have, you know, um, the bigger ones. It's going to yeah. blow your fucking mind, dude. Blow your fucking, you're going to, you have to play fucking everything on your PC and get a PC that can really carry the shit. Uh, which is a little bit, I guess, more of an expense than the 500 I said. But <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just bought this, and I'm, I don't know, you know, it, it definitely wasn't the top of the line because I was like, yeah, I don't play most of my game here, but it's got to be decent. So I actually that may, don't even that know. may change very soon, Jay. <laughs> you, know, so you fucking one dabble with it, and you'll be like, yep, I'll buy whatever else. Pay whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like it's fucking completely different deal. <sighs> so. That's what I'm jamming on now, and holy fuck is it good. I also, I did also try the 3D Sin VR thing one time, and, like, it's actually not as Not that good? <laughs> I mean, it's it's still, it's cool. And, you know, I didn't really get into the game. I'm sure if you really, really get going, there's probably shit that looks cool or whatever. But, you know, it's just, it's not, I guess, I guess it's not that much more different than the 3D thing, where just there's, like, a... You know, like I talked to you guys about the fucking Dragon Warrior thing. How like the, you know, the little chests are like a thing now and like you can tilt the screen and it is, you know, yeah. you can walk through the woods and like, yes, That's you're, what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah your, your sprite is a little is a little blocked by the trees in the woods now. And like, yeah, that's cool. But like, it's not fucking yeah, it's not really a, a big deal. It's just like a slight aesthetic change. But the other shit is fucking dope. All right. So 
let's I guess that we spent an hour talking about Oculus now. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk about Nintendo Power 12, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is from Super C, the Area One Gates of Fort Firestorm theme. Yes, might be the most mouthful of a uh, <laughs> music cue title we've had so far on the pod here, and that is very topical because we are looking at Super C Extraterrestrial Jungle Action being our main event on the cover of this issue, and it is the May June issue from 1990, 350 US dollars and 450 Canadian dollars. It's the cover price, and I can't discern whether this is a live-action photo of some kind, or clay modeling and illustration, or like some combination of the two. I cannot, I can't figure it out. Can you, can you tell me what the hell is going no, on? it's, it's, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it, I mean, it, it can't be live-action, right? It can't be. No, it's definitely not. It's like, it's some kind of art. Like, it's, I don't know how you describe, I don't know how to describe that, though. Yeah, it's, but like the Lee, it's again, it's kind of like they do this all the time where you have a kind of like the like the DuckTales cover was the ma- mashup of animation and like that, I don't know, claymation or fucking something. I don't know exactly what. Yeah, you know. this is, I mean, it looks like, yeah, I mean, it almost just looks like a cartoon, like a, a, a real cartoon, you know, where they're <laughs> trying to kill for realism, you right, know, right, right, but right. it's a cartoon. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, uh, it, it, it also occurred to me as I really soaked this in that despite this being the first issue, I received my one-year childhood subscription. Mm-hmm. I never really looked at exactly what the fuck was happening on this cover. I never, like, have even, like, I, like, I was really looking at it. I was like, this is completely foreign to me, even though I had this issue. <laughs> you know, like, it's, uh, like, it's, it's, I mean, there's, like, a spaceship. Like, I, I guess that's one of the enemies, and there's two dudes hiding behind a log. Kind of like the Soldiers of Fortune dudes with the fucking headbands looking at it from yeah. behind the log. They're and like, yeah, that that had never... They're undercover. They're in the cover. Yeah. And and that, you know, I was... At the time I was first looking at this, I was 1.75 glasses into a bottle of Pinot Noir uh, <laughs> on the first day off from a brutal first week of that fucking movie I was doing. But it still completely floored me that I had the issue. This was like the first one I got in the mail, too. I had the... Mario 3 issue that my mom got from a newsstand, but this was the first one that arrived in the mail. So I, I don't know, maybe I just tore past the cover into the contents so quickly that I never really took it in. Is like, that's maybe the best explanation. You're a kid. But, you're like, yeah, meh. Yeah. yeah, but still, man, I don't know. Like, I, I know how much I obsessed over these fucking magazines. Like, it's, it's shocking to me that I didn't really take this in more, but. I don't know, man. When I look at these and I obviously love them as well and other magazines like them your egms i don't remember the covers either like i recall them when we're reading them and it's like oh i remember seeing that cover but yeah you were interested i was interested in let me see that game footage let me see those cheat codes let me see the you know i wanted (laughs) i wanted to see the actual stuff let me show i don't know man some of them you know like the maniac mansion one is like the fourth that i had and like i can picture that like all the kids Heads coming out of the houses and shit. Super Mario Bros. <laughs> 3 1, obviously, fucking is, is absolutely etched into my fucking, seared into my goddamn memory. Uh, but this one, yeah, like, and like, I could picture, like, if you asked me before I started looking at this, I could tell you, 
like, oh, yeah, it's super Contra with some, you know, jungle shit. But, like, really, like, the dudes being there at the bottom and, like, really what that spaceship looked like or was, like, yeah, it was just not, I don't know, it was not retained at all. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it'd be, it could be like a Dr. Wily type of robot thing. You know what it, I mean? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Those vibes. And I, and I think it's uh, looking at the, the feature also maybe with a little more fucking uh, attentiveness than <laughs> I had as a kid. It's like one of the main fucking things it's like in, in alien fucking crafts or whatever that you deal with in the game in any event below the contra headline is a don't miss banner paired with bullet points listing final fantasy codename viper and dino wars and then special bonus classified info insert 36 pages of top secret tips and much like the pack source insert in issue 11 that i, I talked about this was the fucking dope show to my idiot little child mind like it's stylized like a black leather folio, spy folio, you know? And, mm -hmm. it, you know, as I'm sure you're aware, folios are right there in the wheelhouse with mainframes. So, <laughs> so fucking shoot it right into my veins, you know? Uh, I was, I go, I fucking, I definitely, just like that Source one, I fucking just, like, took it out and, like, would just read that fucker over and over and over again. Uh, and I probably had some sort of special little way I stored it, I'm sure, my little fucking anal retentive of childhood. <laughs> Whatever. So that's the fucking cover. And the table of contents follows their subscribe pitch on the inside cover. And the usual hotness is here, including pointing out the pullout features. And the poster is a sick-ass Final Fantasy poster that mashes up some kind of live-action photography of the of costume peeps looking at this kind of orb illustration, you know. And Jab actually has this framed on his fucking wall, that poster. Nice. Uh, one nice. of a handful. He has the Dragon Warrior poster, the, in, the, the poster that came in the box, I believe it is. Uh, with Dragon Warrior, he has framed as well. So, um, yeah, no, uh, not surprising anyone that Final Fantasy is fucking Jeb's uh, joint. He's talked about it enough. So, Player's Pulse comes next, and that starts with the mailbox. And Jason Kendall of Boston, Massachusetts, is a bit of a fucking creep. He he, want, he wants to write letters to Jenny Lewis, who is the little girl in The Wizard, and is asking for her direct address. Yeah. So yeah, don't don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> come on, Jason, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they uh, kindly provide NBC's publicity department address here uh, for him to write right. letters to. So that's good. He had somewhere to send, somewhere to direct his creepiness. Uh, and I guess that the letter about the economics of game pack production and distribution is mildly interesting as well. But I would say, generally speaking, this pile of letters kind of sucks. There's really not much. Yep, those are the two most interesting letters. Agreed. Yep, for sure. <laughs> and the video spotlight is also relatively uninteresting. The first kid is a 14-year-old. Miyagi, fuck off! The, the first kid is a 14-year-old in New Jersey with 37 games. The rich little prick that he is, which is how I <laughs> envision most kids in New Jersey. And I, <laughs> I do like the power player Tom Wittigau in East Winnetachi, Washington. Where's that at? Right down the road from you, Jay? Never heard of it. <laughs> but I don't really know what down the road is. You know, <laughs> I don't, if I it's not me it to work, I have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, he's is an avid RPG enthusiast. He thinks Ultima was hard as fucked, which is a true fact, and yep. that Dragon Warrior is the king of kings. So, Let's see, gotta respect uh, him. Right, gotta vibe. I definitely vibe with Tom here. So you turn the page, and they kick the features off with the main event, an eight-banger on Final Fantasy. So this baby is here now, and you can sell me the whole seat, but I'm only going to need the edge. 
They, they spend six pages taking us beat by beat through quite a bit of the story, I would say, in gameplay. With They have screenshots and hot-ass illustrations as visual aids up through getting the airship, which, if you had played the game, Jay, is, yeah, is not... Uh, not not a first step in the game at all. Like that's that's a nice that's a nice ways into it. So they take us through quite a bit here, story-wise. And the last two pages are dedicated to the Final Fantasy treasure chest or treasure quest, rather, which is a did you really look at this? This is a this is a rather elaborate contest that it reminds me a lot actually of the the Atari Sword Quest contest, which okay. I, I think I've mentioned on here before and most people who are fucking video game historian nerds know all about. But this one, there's three phases of it, each with a set of questions to write in with the answers for. And it's broken up into, it's like basically paired with their issues, their, their bi-monthly issues. So we have the, bay, the May-June prizes are some Final Fantasy decals for your controllers. And then they are given away four, this is exact verbiage, exquisitely designed and crafted power staffs, which, fuck. <laughs> dude, I want a staff. Are you kidding me? Yeah, As a kid, Jeff. fuck yeah! I had dude. sticks that I would like write on and try to make your own. Like, come on, you're gonna give me <laughs> yeah, a yeah. power staff? Yeah, bestow it upon me, please. Yes, please. And the July August prizes are 500 adventure packs filled with treasure. No further explanation is given as to what that treasure might be. And the biggie one here is two full size suits of armor. They are giving away, which I mean, this the the bummer. You know, the with the with the sword quest giveaway thing you can look up the one guy who won the chalice has a story you can find and he's been interviewed about it and then there's another one like i think a crown was the other one maybe and that kid ended up melting it down for like college funds or something he like melted the fucking thing down are you serious for for gold or something (laughs) so you can find those stories and i could not i looked super hard to find any of the winners here and and found very little off something I get to in a minute, but yeah, not I, I was disappointed that I couldn't find any any firsthand accounts really. So the September October the the last uh, phase of this prize is start with a hundo crystal orbs they are giving away, and the whopper is a fully staged and professionally videotaped treasure quest with you and three friends. They deck you out in tailored fantasy uh, Final Fantasy style costumes, and tell you that you'll piece together clues in strange lands discovering treasure along the way like this in particular i was like i want to talk to someone who went on this and did anyone actually go on this <laughs> you know that would uh, be which, freaking cool tell me yeah. about it like what yeah. was this quest like for sure you know uh, like how you know it was probably so rinky dink and 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 not in faraway lands would be my best guess if it did happen at all you know what i mean but couldn't find anything on it i did find a 2010 Game Informer article on eBay, or rather on an eBay listing, of one of the orbs. It's like the the, the glass orbs. So it was pretty dope. Okay. They were selling. First of all, the fucking listing on eBay was for 250 grand, and the auction page is long gone because it's a fucking decade and some change ago. But the article on Game Informer actually has photos pulled from the listing, and it says that there's a couple authentic documentation items, the original box that the thing came in, and then a letter from Nintendo to the winner. So it's, you know, like, it's as good as you're going to get to a certificate of authenticity or something like that, you know. So pretty fucking legit. And the article does say the production run was actually limited to 50, not 100. So like, that's another testament to me that, like, you know, these kind of, same kind of thing happened with the Sword Quest one. It just didn't, like, the game crash happened. And that's obviously a different 
situation, of course. But the game crash happened, and the because the there were four sword quests that were supposed to come out: Earth, Fire, Water, Wind, and they only got the first two out. Water was in like you can find like demo cart, like unfinished versions of the game that you can find. Miyagi, stop squirting, squeaking that fucking thing. I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> no. So they got they have uh, they have they have, they have versions you can find of that like the unfinished uh, demo version of the game and then they never even got to water or wind rather so you know the prizes associated with the release of those didn't actually exist either there was like a sword that's supposedly the CEO of fucking Atari or someone high up in the Atari hierarchy ended up taking home and keeping and supposedly like something that does exist somewhere but you can't find you know as like a true video game relic but in any event like those things like. You know, it didn't happen to its full fruition. And, like, my speculation is that I'd be surprised if this did either, you know. Partic- again, particularly that fucking trip. But the yeah, idea that, yeah. Spanning multiple issues, which right. I thought was cool. But, yeah, I mean, you just got to be keeping up with it at that time. And Dude, well, yeah. uh, this is right when my fucking subscription was starting, mind you. So I Do you was remember definitely... this? Do you oh, remember yes. this? Oh, yes. So, so yeah, they, they actually list the questions for the May-June. Uh-huh mail-in thing here right so the questions are what is the name of the dancer and i'm pretty sure this was an npc in one of the early towns i want to say maybe the either might be the first town but she's just a dancer dancing around and she tells you her name so you know the idea is these are like things that you're going to find the answers to by playing the game so you have to go buy the game so yeah gotcha smart marketing so the fucking yeah so there's the dancer one and then the next one was how old was erdrick when he died now this is a graveyard or there is rather a graveyard in the town with the pirate ship i think it is that has one of the headstone or one of the headstones in it is throwing some love at dragon warrior basically and wait so this is final fantasy this is in Final Fantasy, oh, okay. right? Okay, I thought it right. was in Dragon Warrior. Right, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so they're basically giving an homage to to Dragon Warrior, which is fucking super cool. And the fact that they're using that to pull for this contest is even cooler, I think. But yeah, so the the headstone reads, you know, here lies Erdrick, and then there's uh, a, an age span that he lived. You know what I mean? So you can ascertain his age by doing the math for this question. And then the Last one is what is the value of the power staff? And I somehow fucking ridiculously, I, we should text Dab right now and ask him if this is right. But I somehow no think recall that this is in like the 12K range. Like I want to say 12,500. And like I know this because, or I think I know this because in the strategy guide for every single item you can get in the game, there's like a little box that explains everything about it. It's, it's attributes and how much it's worth. When you sell it and yada yada yada, so uh, like I can like visualize that particular little box in the strategy guide for the power staff. And it's also kind of like a, it's an item that is not particularly useful. I don't think. Like I, I feel like it's something that you end up selling, and you don't really want to keep. It's not particularly purposeful, even though I think it's in a pretty tough to fucking get a hold of place. Anyways, uh, let's look it up actually and see if I'm right. Power staff is a low-level staff used by all. Yeah, that's that's what it is. You can use it like all or many of your of the classes in the game can use it. It has an attack power of twelve and a and no on-use effect. It is most noteworthy for being worth twelve thousand three hundred forty-five gil, 
when sold in the NES. So yeah, pretty. I was pretty damn close, man. Fucking twelve thousand five hundred. Wow. Pretty fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, when when sold in the NES or MSX versions. Nice. Um, so interesting, interesting, interesting. Pretty good memory, Josh. Good fucking job. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, this fucking it's just fucking awesome, and I badly remember wanting to like I didn't like who knows what the well probably just knowing the answers. I probably didn't have the game yet was probably part of it, but wanting the game and wanting to be able to fucking send in the answers to these questions. Like I remember badly looking at this and wanting to engage it for sure, you know, but too many impediments, too many cost-based impediments in my way <laughs> to, to win one of these things. So yeah, man, fucking Final Fantasy is live, man. Did, did, does this, does this ramp you up? Are you, are you excited for Final Fantasy now? Uh, 100%, man. Like this, like, I love the tagline at the beginning, like looking at this, it got me hyped. So yeah. I, the artwork is really good in there for sure. Spoiler alert. Like, yeah, that's one of my prior to us even talking about doing a side quest. I was like, yeah, final fantasy, obviously. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, look at all this, like we, you got pirate ships, you got voyages. This is the fact that we're, I don't even know what number we're on now. Final fantasy 15, like Courtney's playthrough. Like I watched her on the Xbox play through 10, 11 11 2 like the lightning story and like i was fascinated enough watching her that what i started the, what dabbling the fuck is what the fuck is 11 2 like it, there's like a dash like it was a weird like or no x it was like x and then x2 x2 three. like it was a weird numbering system i don't remember <laughs> but it, the story was fascinating and i was weird like what is this weird ass series like why are there these birds like i, I don't understand and yeah, I just I was so weirded out, but also interested that I'm like, where did this whole thing and these couple dozen worth sequels come from? And so, yeah, like the origin. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I I played the first one, played the shit out of the first one with Jab. I've never played any of the fucking subsequent games. Oh really? Uh, yeah, like Jab played the shit out of seven on mm -hmm. PlayStation. I remember being annoyed by it, like shut the fuck up about final fantasy <laughs> uh, it's because yeah it became such an anime thing and like i know yeah it's just it, 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 i remember the teenage me was very irritated by it <laughs> for whatever fucking dumbass reason i might have had <laughs> yeah, so yeah so it's something about it steered me off of it. you know like the the second one was on super nintendo so that was part of the thing like the if the mm -hmm. next one would have hit nes i probably would have it would have gave me more traction gotcha. to stick with it, you know, and, 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 but because the second one was on SNES and I went Genesis, oh, even okay. though Jab had an SNES, even he didn't get the second one. So there was just no, I didn't have any exposure to it. And by the time seven rolled around, I don't know, like I, like it's, it's, I, you know, I, again, I'm just such a, my anal retentiveness, like the idea of skipping six installments or five installments in a series of something like I can't, I can't bring myself to do that. I can't just jump out of something and jump back in six installments later. I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta do two first, you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't fucking do it. So Fair that has, that has, that has kept, that has prevented me from engaging final fantasy for 20 fuck, or fucking 30 years, 30 years. Now I have avoided final yeah. fantasy for 30 years because I haven't played two yet. See, that's funny. Cause I had a friend in high school, like a really good friend, probably my closest friend in high school. He had a, PlayStation, PlayStation, sometime, PlayStation Two. No, it had to had to be regular PlayStation. It's and he was playing, seven, yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy, yeah. And so when I would go over his house, because I did not have a PlayStation, 
I'd be like, sweet, what PlayStation games do we play? But obviously that was a one-player game. Yeah. So like sometimes I would just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch you play because I want to see what that's like. And it looked cool, but so different than the games that I had played at that time. You know, so I was like, it's cool, clearly yeah. it, it's popular, but I don't know if it's me, but like clearly that guy, the game has gone on and on. And Courtney, she loves freaking Final Fantasy. So like, that's why she was playing, you know, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Does she finish and, them or does she get involved? No, with she it? finished them. She yeah. was like, yeah, when she likes a game, she goes hard and like finishes it. And she went through that whole story. It was like the same character or same couple characters for a couple of them. And so she finished like all three of those. And but she loved it because of like this same one from PlayStation back in the day, which I had never played still. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, like, I mean, the fact it's so because, you know, it was totally within my character type to like if I really liked it or like it was really appealing to me, I absolutely would have just kicked Jab off his own PlayStation and played that game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Such a great brother. Such right? yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like the exact role I was supposed to play as older brother there. I would have 100% did it. So I remember, I mean, like, I, you know, I certainly was not above playing playstation even though i was on the 64 tip like i remember playing the shit out of resident evil on this playstation you know what i mean and even that's one player so i probably 100 percent kicked him off his playstation for that <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. i don't know i don't know what it was about it that didn't engage me moving on well uh, we then transition from questing to out of this world action in super c we get a six banger on that and there's some pretty hot illustration uh work up top it's uh, adorned with some copy uh, I would like to read. I think it, I think it warrants it. And it says, The aliens are back, and they don't intend to lose a second time to a couple of combat yahoos from a backward planet like Earth. And yahoos is a very interesting <laughs> word choice there that I, I applaud uh. for. So then they go on to cover stages two through seven with screenshot maps and tips abound. There's not really much you can say about it. It's just fucking Contra, you know? Yeah. It, I was tips. impressed that they went so hard with the details like i i clearly never saw this issue because this i never beat this game and i love the contra series and this is a lot of details would have been helpful <laughs> help yeah, i didn't either i mean we, we talked about it before but yeah like I, I think i had like a little bit of rental or like friend's house exposure to it but i i mean it's not even you know fucking a nano percentile compared to the amount of i've played the original contra for sure right. um but uh, dabbling I've done it looks fucking great and I 100% would play it we then get a four banger on Dino Wars the destruction of Spondylus and they start with a little power up breakdown a pickup breakdown and some screenshot maps of stages two through six here and love breakdowns but it's pretty much just a standard issue Nintendo Bar feature the game uh, is also just a pretty huge letdown as we discussed in the game pro uh, big sad yeah Huge bummer because awesome premise. And then we have maybe my favorite thing we have going in these Nintendo Power issues. <laughs> the Nintendo Power Nestor Award results are in from the last issue where they, they had the ballots that you could mail in. So we get four pages delving into the winners of each category. So let's revisit R and the listeners' votes and contrast them to the Nintendo Power readership at the time. The first category is graphics and sound. And Mega Man 2 takes home the hardware here with the the general Nintendo Power population, and this is very much in line with our polling of the ISOH field, us and Lord Disciples combined, and before we before issue 11 that we did, and Mega Man 2 got over half the total votes in there, and as far as us specifically, Jab went Ninja Gaiden, 
I said DuckTales, and Jay, you were, of course, on Team Mega. So That's right. Part of the majority. <laughs> and next category is Best Challenge, uh, and that goes to Ninja Gaiden, uh, as far as the award and the issue here goes. And we debated heavily, if you recall, on actually defining the word best in Best Challenge and whether or not it meant good, fun challenge, or just hard as fuck. And I guess the general population here went hard as fuck because Ninja Gaiden is very much that. And um, they're not alone. The ISOH aggregation also gave Gaiden over half of those. So I guess I that, love that. The ISOH yeah. aggregation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And me and you went with Mega Man 2 here. And Jab voted for Tetris. So we were completely off the Gaiden tip. Um, we We... Delves a little deeper uh, in our defining of it, I guess. So best theme and fun comes next, and they give to the guys in green, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And DuckTales took this category in a landslide in our poll, and I fucking... Well, you went with the majority there as well. Jab said Mega Man 2, and I went with Dragon Warrior. None of... Uh, yeah, like Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles. I mean, it's cool. Like, you know, it's the fucking Turtles, and that was a massive thing to you know us and any kid at that time but like the actual game it like it even it almost offends me because the theming is not so much of that game is not in line with the actual ip you know all the bullshit enemies and stuff that are not really part of the unit the the story universe so yeah. i think like not only is that not the most appropriate it's even wrong <laughs> you know yeah i uh, kept the theme but it was not as fun. Like it definitely it, wasn't as fun. Yeah, it definitely wasn't as fun. Well, I don't know. There, yeah, there are certainly, you know, they have the bosses. There it, are cool yeah. cinematics. There is things fun about it. I mean, we played, you know, Jab had it. We played the shit out of it. But compared to some of those other ones, uh, I think, you know, yeah. in the case of award, giving an award, like DuckTales, Mega Man 2, Dra Tales, Dragon Tales. Warrior. Yeah, all of them have more going on as far as that goes. Whatever though, it's, it's Ninja Turtles. It's hard to, hard to argue with that if you're a yeah, Ninja Turtles yeah. fan. And right, maybe yeah. you're just looking forward to that, and it's like, yes, I got that game. I'm, I'm gonna voting. love it. I'm fucking yeah. voting for it. <laughs> I don't give a shit what I actually feel. I'm voting for it. The uh, so the next one is Play Control, and Mega Man Two gets its second win here in the mag, and half our votes corroborated with that. And I sided with majority. Jab said Ducktales. You Tetris. And then the next one was best character, and this goes to Link in Zelda Two. And like, like I felt like I looked at that, and like I of course that didn't have our fucking results memorized. So I was like, first thing I thought was like home cooking, man. Like that's like so boring. Like he doesn't ever say anything, you know. And, that's what I thought too. Yeah, I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. yeah. Well, I go back to our numbers from the thing, and actually he won our poll as well, which fucking <laughs> yeah. <you know, like, laughs> uh, it's funny to me. So yeah, you and Jab went with the turtles, and. Uh, Michelangelo and Donatello, respectively, and I chose Uncle Scrooge because Bah Humbug. <laughs> and then best ending is Ninja Gaiden. Uh, they get their second award. And I know, I'd like to know, rather, how all these little line fuckers reading this magazine want me to believe they actually beat this game to see the ending. They're full of shit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I stopped the ending. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So Zelda 2 took our polling, and I think that's that makes sense to me. And Jab abstained, like the politically middling twat that he is in our poll. And then you and I chose Mega Man 2, likely out of recency bias, because we had recently played the thing in a game up. And then Tecmo Bowl takes home the gold for the PvP category here in the mag. And Tecmo tied with Super Dodgeball in our poll, so that's pretty close to in line. And Jab went Team Tecmo. 
huge super dodgeball. So you guys are right there with the rest of the ISOH fucking aggregation, as you like to uh, enjoy it put as. And I, of course, was an outlier with Marble Madness because of my crippling need to be perceived as unique and misunderstood. <laughs> Lastly, we have best overall, and the winner is, drumroll, Teenage Ninja Turtles. And get the fuck out of here, you little maniacs. <laughs> I thought that, too. I was like, really? Ninja yeah. Turtles? Like, the best overall of all the games? Yeah. Just like right, yeah. Again, it just goes back to, like, literally, <laughs> like, the blind allegiance to that IP at the time. Like, just can't. Turtles, 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 just fucking turtles. <laughs> I can't I even. Mean, like... it was a good game. Like, I remember some of those cinematics, and I was like, okay, it definitely. Yeah, no, the cinematics are great. Yeah, game. the one the one where the, cra- the, the wrecked apartment, Splinter's wrecked apartment, yeah. or, or, sorry, April's wrecked apartment, and all that. Yeah, but, you know, the shredder but, on the TV, very good, but. But more important, when you think of Ninja Turtle games that I love, you think Turtles 2, Turtles in Time, Turtles 4. Like, you think 2, 3, and 4 because they were so much better and you could play with your buddies together, eat your own turtle. Right, but Jay, you have to look at this from the perspective of fucking, like, early 1990 where those did not exist. And all we had was this one, this one turtle game. Turtles! Give me that. It's a game. Let's play it. Let's go. Yeah, I don't give a shit what's happening. Give it to me. But I think that was part of the problem. Like, if you remember when this movie, when this game came out, if I remember correctly, the movie came out, this game came out, and the arcade game came out. But the arcade game was like two, three, and four. It was like that. So at the arcade, you could play this amazing version. Yeah. That, I mean, if it's like a movie and your they show. were at the exact same time, it was close. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. But then, but then you go on the NES and it was this other thing. So I was like, but that's you know, I mean, you gotta, you know, I think that was the norm then. Though there were most games were like that. You know, X Men. Fuck, Jesus Christ, the X Men <laughs> arcade game is just like, or not just like, but pretty close. Same kind of beat 'em up feel as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And then you go home and play that LGN version that just fucking literally broke me as a human being. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just that that was the unfortunate disparity between that was why the Genesis and I guess Super Nintendo to some degree as well that like you know the jump to how much closer those came to arcade experience was just such a big one, you know, from NES SMS tier. So true. That's just kind of the way it was then. So but, but still, give me DuckTales, give me Mega Man 2. Yeah, yeah, Mega Man 2 destroyed the category in our poll, so that that was what won uh, on ours, and you agreed with that, of course. Jab and I went with Dragon Warrior, so yeah, there was there was very few Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle votes in our in our poll. Howie ties a bow on this feature by telling you to start filling out your power meters for this year's games now, and then as the year goes on and rather to do so as the year goes on as well so you have a sound record of how to cast your ballot for the 1990 awards and i like the responsible voting approach that howie is 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 perpetuating there it's very good yeah for sure don't want to make uninformed decisions in the political arena a year from now (laughs) (laughs) no recency bias let's go Right. (laughs) right exactly exactly so the we then uh, very kind of logically I suppose the Howie Nestor comic comes next and they are tipping us off about the warp whistle in the first mini fortress in Super Mario Brothers three Nestor's of course being a douche uh, not wanting or willing to do the things that Howie is recommending him to and he learns a lesson at the end of it as Howard and Nestor go. 
from Terra Cresta. That is the theme of Terra Cresta, bringing us into some game feature action. And the first of those is Codename Viper from Capcom. There's a six banger on that and their drug propaganda, or war on drugs propaganda joint. And uh, this actually pairs up with the screenshot map on the back of the Final Fantasy poster, pullout poster. So you get uh, some, some extra, Capcom must have bought some extra heavy coverage uh, of this baby. And the first thing in here I noticed was the protagonist's name is Kenny Smith. And first thing I actually thought of reading that was, I believe this was my imaginary friend's name when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Smith. Uh, it was definitely Kenny on the first name. And while I am much less confident about the surname, I still think it might be right. And... He had a last name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And my most notable imaginary friend memory from that era of my childhood, and we're talking like age six, seven here, which which could be called BJ before Jab, and that is racing Kenny down the long hallway of my house, uh, which is something I feel like I did quite a bit as a kid. So either way, lame-ass name for a video game hero is what I'm getting at here. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Smith is an ultra-lame-ass name for a, like, <laughs> badass video game protagonist, you know what I mean? So, I thought that was pretty fucking dumb. And as far as the fucking thing goes here, they take us all the way through stage six with screenshot maps, uh, factoring in that poster. And the game as, I mean, other than that no pants in the boss's office <laughs> comedy that we've discussed already, uh, the game is largely memorable. I, I, I think you said you kind of enjoyed it. I, I, it no, I, I tried to get into it. The, I, I really tried to like it, you know, and... Yeah, the whole Seven. going through the door. It just, yeah, yeah, it was yeah just, and it's you know, funny that you brought that up because that, like, that is the one thing I think that's like mildly interesting or unique about it is that it has all these doors you can go into and you can stay in them as long as you want and then essentially jump out and like ambush the enemies. Like, when the you first go into them, the enemies will like wait outside of them and they'll like eventually lose interest. So you can like kind of wait that out by I guess holding up on the controller and then once they kind of fuck off, you can jump out and. You know, fucking blast their ass. So, like, that's kind of cool and unique. And you know, in a world of side-scrolling action shooters, like finding any nuance of differentiation is, I guess, worth mentioning. But that's not enough to make this fun by any length. And it's Capcom too. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of blown away at how mundane it is being a Capcom game because they just don't make bad games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. I always try to think back, like, is this one of those games that I rented as a kid and beat it, you know, beat it or got far enough with it where I was like, ah, oh, this is an enjoyable game. It, this was not one of them. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's a great spread, though. I mean, this is a lot of details. Like, so if you were into it, like, it's great to have all this, you know, typical as Nintendo Power does. But yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. I'm, like, I'm not playing that game. Yeah. With this map, like. I had this map and like <laughs> the fact that I had the map and it never, I don't remember the map. You know what I mean? Like this is the kind of like, I took those posters out. I hung them on the wall. I, you know, like these were a thing in my life for sure. And the fact that I like, look at this and be like, no, nah, I've never even seen that before. <laughs> you know, like not a good sign. <laughs> definitely means I was like out of the choices, the two choices I was like, definitely going with the final fantasy route on this one. <laughs> I even, I even, did a double check when I started reading through this. Cause I was like, 
wait a minute, maybe I just didn't play that level. And maybe, you know, because the maps, it's still an inch of power map. Like it makes me excited and happy when I look at it. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, maybe it's different. And I'm like, nope, I played that level. It was not enjoyable. So <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So next we get a four banger on Taxan's Bri Fighter. And we've talked about this already too. It's a flying sci-fi shmup. You're controlling a little flying dude with a gun. Uh, the spread here does stages one through four with maps and then just gives you kind of like those like summated tip paragraphs for levels five through seven. And they do spend some time, like the basic techniques window here on the second page, they spend some time explaining the somewhat odd control mechanics, which again, we we talked about last time was like the first thing I noticed with it. And it's like, it's a small thing, but like, you know, you have to like whatever direction you're flying in, if you want to, like you're you're probably going to be shooting in that direction. If you want to change the direction you're shooting, you have to stop shooting and then start flying in that direction and start shooting again. And like the pro of that, of course, is that then you can then shoot in that direction while you're still flying in another direction oh, away direction. away from it, you know. And that's interesting and cool. I mean, it's trying to you know find find ways to maximize that fucking controller that you know doesn't have dual sticks so, <laughs> so so as no controller would for quite some time so like there's trying to solve that problem that akari warriors problem you know and it was an interesting take on it but i don't know i'm not sure if i like it or not and generally speaking the games kind of wasn't horrible but meh you know not something yeah. i want to spend a substantial amount of time on for sure i didn't love it i feel like if if I was given this game, I'd be like, all right, you know, you try to make it work and, you know, I can, yeah, like if I was stuck on a desert Island or my bedroom for the weekend with just this game, I could probably make it fly, but like not, (laughs) not something I'm hunting down for sure. Uh, It's definitely not in my childhood reclamation project list. So we move on from there to the top 30 coming barreling at us next. And both of the last two Marios and both the Zeldas are in the top 10. And I don't believe we've seen that yet. So that's kind of fun and interesting. They also have the original Mario Brothers at 18, which is weird to me. That And that's a black box title. What's that doing there? <laughs> that's why I was wondering if like Mario Brothers was like the little like Atari version, you know, that little yeah, screen yeah, game yes, thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, the mini game in Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, wow. yeah, they, they have the mini game in Mario Bros. 3 in this list also. <laughs> like, I got to respect the top 10, though. I mean, Mario Bros. 3, number one, of course, greatest game of all time. And then you have all this other hotness. Like, yeah, any of those games you give me, I'm, I'm a happy kid. Any of so them. You know, you know what? You saying the greatest game of all time and me thinking how much of a lie that is makes me realize Mike Tyson's punch out is not even in this list. It's not even in the 30. That's crazy. It was just, but how, but, how, it, but that's a, well, a year ago now. Yeah. But in I mean, timeline? well, in the timeline, it's fucking way longer than that, but it was just in, I mean, I, I want to say it was in the top 10, like a issue or two ago. You know what I mean? The idea that it's not even on the list and we have Mario brothers on here is fucking crazy. That is interesting. I mean, maybe everybody no. beat Tyson and moved on, and they were done. Oh, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So we have or Shadowgate. Maybe he lost by now in real life, and people are just like, forget that game. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> an, is that had that happen? That's interesting. That's a super interesting analysis. Of that's very. That's I, that would be... Well, I mean, look at the next page. You have all the picks. Did anybody pick 
did mm-hmm. any of the players choose Mike Tyson? Okay, Mike Tyson's at 21 in the players. Yeah. So the players still had it. Yeah. But maybe maybe the dealers... It's number, it's number three on dealers, so yeah. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, I'm going to be three on the dealers list. Like, again, give me that... Explain that math to me again from those lists. Jay, you figured it out that one time. How does that check out? <laughs> if I correctly i think the most points are awarded for the top yeah it the most points like the number one gets like the most points number 30 gets the very least points and then those scores right. are aggregated between so, players so, pros, so, and they, so there's three thousand. that's that's automatically like 3300 points so but do the pros have them at all it doesn't look like the pros have Mike Tyson's punch out listed. Nope, they don't. Still, though, the, the total points, the lowest number is 906 here. So, you, I mean, it should be. What's number? Yeah, it should be fucking number 10 at the Wait, moment. So it should be like nine or 10. I'm telling you, dude, doesn't we need we yeah. I need we need a recount. It's like the. They're doing the they're they're doing the whatever that thing's called with the Governor Newsom here in California. We need one of those. <laughs> I'm like staring at this list hard. Like <laughs> doesn't fucking make any sense. Wow, Guardian Legend looks like it's only on the pros, so it only landed there. But that 906 must have been more than. But yeah, Mike Tyson's punch out was 27, 26. That's, so what, that's what I'm telling you. It doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. <laughs> What's this about? Doesn't fucking check out, man. It just doesn't. Maybe check out. maybe Mario Brothers was supposed to be Mike Tyson, and somebody made a mistake, and no one ever caught it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe I guess. That's but, what I um, that bums me out. But Shadowgate being here uh, does make me happy, and it's first time jumps into number seven, uh, even though it's the first time in the list there with the pink, Big pink time. shading. So. We've seen it enough, so at this point, people should be liking it. It's <laughs> so good, so good. Again, I don't, I don't know about doing it for a game app, but it's so good. They also have both the double dragons in here too, thirteen and twenty. That's pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, figured that would fire you up. And then we move into the now available section, and that's offering five games to spring into action if you're in the springtime doldrums. Those are <laughs> Nintendo Power's words, not mine, as you might imagine. The first game is Hell America's Adventures of Lolo Two, and that's rocking a seventy-five percent of the power meter. It's got 3.5s and 4s across the board, and we talked about this at length recently. It might have been an episode or two ago, and it's fucking great. The the handful of tips here do not address the solution for stage three, the one both of us could not get past, though. <laughs> right? That was I like, was like... Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, first thing I was like, look at it, I was like, yeah, if I could try is to... That like, stage? Is, that right, no. is that the right screen? Yeah, <laughs> none, none of them are on there. So I guess maybe we are not in the... Speaking of being in the majority, I guess we are not in the majority of people getting stuck on those. So I don't know. Bummer. But I still would entertain playing this as a video as a for a game app. And then we have a developer I'd never heard of, Cinemaware, are teamed up with publisher Kimko Seika to release Rocket Ranger. And this is a Rocketeer IP ripoff that puts a US scientist in a jetpack setting out to topple Nazi Germany. And this had been ported all over the PC gaming landscape before this NES release. And honestly, that's usually not a good predecessor to an nes game you know they just don't games that if they are even good on the pc usually coming to the nes is like some sort of relegated sub quality subpar thing you know uh they do give it a 70 percent of the power meter which is better than my expectations were uh, and i tried to source this fucking thing did you did you end up playing this no i did not 
Yeah, I, I tried to source it. I didn't have the ROM, which, like, as we know, is not a good sign. And then my ROM sourcing site couldn't achieve the download. The fucking ROMsdownload.net could not fucking do it, dude. <laughs> like, it was like it was just timed out. And even on there, though, the, you know, the, and, and like, I don't know how much weight I put into those ratings on ROMs download, but Stars. they all. Well, they have the yeah the out of five does and this game was zero out of five for sure and I don't even uh, know if that means I don't know if that means the download <laughs> like the ROM or if it means the game but that's a yeah. terrible sign <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I usually fun. don't if it says something like that I wouldn't even download it I'm just yeah. like no just not there's but you won't but you don't trust eBay ratings what the fuck Jay you're, <laughs> you're a walking talking conundrum. <laughs> Uh, after that, we get Game Tech's Wheel of Fortune Family Edition, and fuck that, I'm not talking about it. So, <laughs> Infocom's Tombs and Treasure is some detective puzzler action that doesn't hit for over a year still, June 91, so there must have been some sort of fucking fuck up in the development, like tail end of the development cycle or something, uh, for the for that to be here and then not come out for another year. That like the only time we've seen something like that is NES play action football, and we know that got all fucked up too, so. Well, I'm sure it took a while, man. Like, I, I actually fired this up because I, I didn't look at when it was released. I was just like, let me just check it out. I didn't play it because when I read this and when I played, it was different. I was just like, oh, let me see if I had that game. And I was like, I pulled it up. The setup was, it took so long. Like, the story, it was very yeah. interesting. Like, it gave you a thorough, I was sitting there like, this is, it, how long have I been watching this story setup? And then I was like, <laughs> right, this yeah. game, no one. It reminded me of the Mac Venture games, like Shadowgate, kind of, as far as like the gameplay, the windowed gameplay and stuff. And I, I for some reason, it also made me think of where in time is Carmen San Diego, you know, like that oh, kind of okay. that kind of gameplay where you're like solving puzzles and like there's like some sort of fucking, you know, almost almost uh, edutainment yeah. component to it. You know what I mean? Um, they give it a 70 percent of the power meter, so it's at least as good as the Rocketeer game. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that play control that immediately turned me off i was like oh yeah that shit's tough I mean, again like at the time that didn't bother me because like I, I played the fuck out of deja vu and, and shadowgate without fucking hesitation but playing it now would probably be a little rough yeah. and then the last one in here is sunsoft's journey to Silius, and that's also rocking 70 percent of the power meter and it's also not out yet it's in september it is a side-scrolling platformer shooter, and that's usually kind of bleh, but it is Sunsoft, so maybe it doesn't blow. We'll see. And then we get eight pages of Game Boy action next, and there is some hot shit in here. It's got Batman, which I had. And Heck yeah. Shit. Again, fuck solid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love That game was one of the best. It was one Game of the Boy. better. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And then Gargoyle's Quest is in here, too, which is one, and, and again, too, it's just like, it's one of those games, you know, there's it's like the Guardian Legend. Like, people have been, like, just fucking my, my entire existence. I have known people to talk highly of it. I've just hasn't happened for me, you know, just yeah. did not have it. And that's one of those <laughs> games that, like, Gargoyle's Quest, everyone's like, it's a great fucking game. And sure enough, Yuri, you know, a fucking uh, Facebook page disciple, man, yeah. he's fucking was all about, like, that's a great game, you know. So, fucking, uh, it's probably great. And if I ever get around, like, one of, one of my little. Maybe once I get all my Josh Allen cards, I'll move on to that. But I want to get a Game Boy and start start collecting Game Boy games again. Oh, and man. Maybe that's one that's not on my reclamation list that I would get as a new title because I've heard so much good about it, you know? That would be cool. Yeah. That would be I've looked at it. I've, I've been at, like, store at, like, uh, actual retro game stores and, like, seen them in the case and been like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking having a Game Boy would be hot for sure. 
I want to get the little shoulder bag, the whole deal. <laughs> and then we also, they also do pro, or pro, I call them pro views, Jesus, game pro, fucking pro, game pro on the mind there. They also have previews for Double Dragon and Wizards and Warriors X, which is another one. Wizards and Warriors X is another game that, like, hear good things mm. about, but never really fucked with firsthand. Uh, I think Jab had Double Dragon. Uh, obviously, it's just fucking Double Dragon. Nothing special. Dragon. It's not bad, though. It's a good, it's a decent port for being on the Game Boy. Definitely playable. So that's the Game Boy bullshit. And then we get into previews, and the lineup is pretty fucking scintillating. It's <laughs> fire is on the way. Yeah, it's fucking Ninja Gaiden 2, Star Tropics, the Mafat Conspiracy, which is one little uh, kind of not super excited about that, seeing it, uh, given how shitty the first Google 13 was, and then Gristalis. And the first two pages are on Tecmo's Ninja Gaiden 2, the Dark Sword of Chaos, which I believe. The last issue did not have, and those game pros also with the ad didn't have the surname yet, the Dark Sword of Chaos, and that's a dope ass, that's a dope ass surname. Look at that, look at that artwork, man. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's my artwork behind me, absolutely fucking hot. I mean, everything, the aesthetic of Ninja Gaiden across the board, the cinematics, everything about it is so well done, so, yeah, fucking... Goes without saying on that front, and this had actually hit store shelves at the time of this mag being on newsstands, despite this being a mere fucking teaser uh not the full frontal (laughs) (laughs) not the full frontal spread that it actually deserves so you know the the fucking power meter is an atomic 85 percent and this fucker's out so we can start talking about fucking doing this and the um i like the thing too and again they've always done this with fucking ninja gaiden like they they play up the cinematic motif with verbiage like starring ryu hayabusa there on the first page there you know at the bottom so like they, they they really fucking are very like in your face about how like focused on the cinematics this game is you know and how I don't know they're trying to be cutting edge on that front and then so they the preview, wait a minute hold on so the preview section it's in the previews but it's actually out it is out mm. yeah it, it hit it hit in May it hit in May That's so you crazy. always got to check the dates always got to check the dates <laughs> They then tease that the game will be getting a special Nintendo Power strategy guide where the secrets of Ashtar's plan will be revealed. And honestly, that's like the the only thing. Like, may, should we wait for the fucking strategy guide? You know, because we we did that with Super Mario Bros. Three. We talked about doing that for Super Mario Bros. Three. You know, but it's true. So the first thing I want to do, like again, fucking just when I think of Ninja Gaiden, I think of music. Uh, the first thing I was just like, I'm just gonna go over to fucking G Belair's OST on this and just fucking rip through it and see what's there. And there are 32, count them, 32 fucking tracks on the soundtrack for this, which is crazy, you know. And yeah, there, there's a there, there's a few of them in there that are just like little, you know, four to ten second cues. Well, that's but that's still a lot, regardless. Yeah, there's I mean, there's easily. If not over very close to 20, three minute and one second tracks on there. So full length Nintendo tracks uh, on that on that baby. So pretty fucking hot on the soundtrack front. And they're all straight fucking fire. Every last one of them. That's just the first one, the Act One theme, and yeah, there's fucking a ton of them in there. There's a couple that they bring back from the first game, like the the boss one from the. I don't know if it's every boss has the same 
track in the first Ninja Gaiden game, but it's definitely the the track from the very first one in that bar that you go into with the just the big dude with the club, and they have that one in there. So there's some recall tracks from the first one. That's cool too. Like you know, nice appreciating the predecessors and like nostalgia even you know was not really the the uh, the norm for video games yet so like the idea of doing callbacks to the previous thing is is, is pretty cool i think uh, that not many games had or not many sequels from this time had rather and yeah i mean i don't even need to play this game right now to know it's incredible and that it warrants a game episode at some point or another so the only question is that that fucking uh, strategy guy thing and it's it's the second one too so i mean after the you know after this Mario 3 one drops I think that's the next up so we don't have to wait long if we don't want to and I'm sure there'll be plenty of in mag coverage too that we'll see it again and tips and shit so it's not like we have to worry about fucking it flying by or anything and from there we move on to Nintendo of America original weirdo RPG Star Tropics and this doesn't hit till Christmas and we wouldn't do an RPG like this for a game map anyways but it does get 82.5% on the old power meter and having have you fucked with this yet did you no, I want to play this very badly. Yeah, I never played it. It's something I already saw. I very much want to play this game. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I, we rented it once. I remember, and fucked with it a little bit. And you know, it's just. I mean, it goes without saying. It's not the kind of thing you can really fuck with on a rental. So right. we didn't get anywhere. And I never really played it again. I mean, I like. I think a couple of times tried to fire it up, just like fucking with my library like wanting to get try it because it's you know an rpg that's somewhat uh, well regarded and it just never got into it and you know it's i it's not it's like a different theme it's kind of i guess it's modern to some degree even though you're going to kind of this like fantasy there's like a fantasy element to it but it's not like medieval fantasy like most rpgs are you know what i mean so just didn't it didn't necessarily capture me like your weapon's a yo-yo it's got some weird control mechanics that are a little hard to deal with but uh, i did once the switch online nes library came out it's on there and i i didn't beat it but i i got far enough into it where i was pretty invested and for some reason or another got off of it so doing an rpg side quest on that eventually is something i would be totally down for for sure i guess is yeah. my long-winded every way time i that. every time i've seen it on that switch store i remember okay it's not out yet i'm gonna hold off because i've seen it I'm like <laughs> i want to play this game i never, never got to play it as a kid always saw it yep one of these days one of these days on the bucket list. And next we get Vic Tokai's Gogo 13 sequel, The Map Back Conspiracy. And we got two pages of this baby. And I love this dossier on the protagonist, Duke Togo, which, by the way, Capcom, is how you do hero names. Duke Togo is a hero name for sure. So Way better than Kenny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Kenny, Kenny Smith for sure. So his personal characteristics are listed on this dossier. And the, the characteristics they list are athletic physique, quick reactions, High pain threshold, estimated IQ of 180 to 215, which is a wide range. But (laughs) this, I don't know, to me, quick reactions and high pain threshold are hilarious things to list as characteristics in my book. They're just not, they're not characteristics. They're like, (laughs) I don't know, they're like fucking um, physical metrics. (laughs) You know, they're not characteristics. Characteristics are like things about you as a person. that verbiage will not fly in today's marketing departments. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they give it a 75% on the power meter and I'm like, okay, well, like I know how bad Google 13 sucks, but this is a sequel. Maybe it's well, whatever. It came out in June. So it's fair game. So I was like, 
as horrible as that first one was, I'll fucking, okay, you know, whatever. I'll fucking take a look at it. So I fired this fucking thing up, and it's got a brief but pretty cool cinematic of a satellite crashing down into some mountains. And then we get what I would estimate at maybe 45 black cards with incredibly slowly populating white text that you manually have to click through after it gets to three lines of text. You manually have to click through them to get to the next one. And yeah, dude, I mean, it's not 45, of course, but it's it's probably 13. Like, it's a fucking lot. And it takes <laughs> fucking forever. So, like, I couldn't find I, was, I couldn't find a way to skip through it. So I'm pretty sure that you as a kid had to sit through that every time you turn the game on. So ultra fucked there. <laughs> but to its credit, it goes from that super shitty sequence back to a hot-ass cinematic of Duke Togo. So he's, like, assembling a sniper rifle. There's, like, little – there's e- quick ECU cuts. or No, they're not quick. Those are pretty slow, too, actually, but they're still cool. ECU cuts of, like – you know, the fucking rifle, the, the clip going into the thing, uh, putting the fucking the scope on top of it, yada, yada, yada. And then it goes from that to the view through the scope of this. It's like the back of a totally bare-boned skeleton, and the skeleton turns around, and it kind of zooms in a little bit, and then a fucking – the he shoots, and it fucking explodes the fucking skull. Of the, of the of the of the burning skeleton, and it, I mean it's fucking really impressive looking mm-hmm. for an NES game for sure, um, and just a cool visual of any kind, regardless of what medium it might be on. So that was pretty fucking cool cinematic. And then you go to the title screen, you hit start, and it's got some more pretty really good looking actually I shouldn't say pretty really good looking cinematics telling you more story stuff. So this game is incredibly story driven, and and that is a good thing I guess though it is the pacing of delivering that story is pretty slow. But then it comes from that to what I would say is the exact same boring-ass side-scrolling <laughs> oh, no. side action deal, you know, with, like, uh. it's, like, it's super, like, the controls are so stiff. Did you, did you, did you, did you fuck with that first game? No. Do you remember? No. Just, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first one had the same, it felt the exact same way. Like, you can't really... It's really hard to get like within the hit detection range of the fucking enemies, and it's just uh, really, uh-huh. really, really, really bad and not fun controls. So, cannot recommend, unfortunately. <laughs> as, as, as much as as cool as all the ads are, and as cool as those cinematics are, I mean, he's smoking even... a cigarette. I mean, that's that's the epitome of cool, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, in 1990, it was. <laughs> and I don't even like. I, you know, I'm, I can't imagine that they like dialed that back at all. But the first one was known for having like the different play modes. I think there's like s- some swimming shit and some flying shit, or some you know a bunch of different like kind of game modes. Uh, so I'm sure this one probably has that too later on. But I mean, I couldn't even come anywhere near finishing the first stage. I was fucking wildly unimpressed. So that's that. And then the last one here is SNK's Crystallis. And this isn't quite out yet. It's in July, but this is also a pretty good game. I remember fondly. And it gets an 80% on the power meter. So get hype after these messages. We'll be right back. 
Greetings, it is I, Red Falcon, the vile alien warlord from Konami Super C for Nintendo. He never made it past my intergalactic goon squad and diabolic arsenal of destruction. This one never had a chance against my vicious genetic space freaks. And they were no match for my invincible 8th level invasion. See how far you can get in Super C. You never know where you might end up. <laughs> that was a Super C NES commercial for the US market from probably 1990-ish is my best guess. And the alien dude talking shit the whole time looks pretty fucking cool. I like his like, costume design or whatever. So creepy. I would have been <laughs> so terrified as a kid. But great. Yeah. Terrified. Great. Yeah. And I really also like the ending with the human kid heads mounted on the wall, like hunting trophies. Pretty, pretty fun touch. And, and well, you know, like within the spectrum of how far a video game commercial would push things in 1990, like that's pretty, pretty risque, you know? So I, I like pushing boundaries. I'm a fan of that. Even Toys R Us also more the, all the more reason that, the boundary pushing aspect of it is significant, I guess. Uh, but Toys R Us even got some co-branding there at the very ending. So, like, you know, this 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 game can be found at Toys R Us. So, I'm shocked. I, I would say that you wouldn't be able to find that commercial today. Like, <laughs> they're like, nah, it's a bit too much for the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bl- a blind eye getting turned to sort to something. Much easier in 1990, probably, than in 2021, for sure. So that brings us into Counselor's Corner here, and it feels themed to me. It's all it's all the same kind of game. It's fantasy adventure right? games throughout, you know, which is I'm weird like they me. did that on purpose. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've never I've never felt that way going through here. So yeah, they have Magic of Shahrazad, Eight Eyes, Battle of Olympus, Willow, Iron Sword, and Shadowgate. And there's not really much going on with the games, I would say, or the tips. But we do have gameplay console profiles, and they do not disappoint this. <laughs> we got we we. I would like to open with Thad here, which is only one popped collar from a Todd, and he taught he touts that he completed ISOH game app alum Bionic Commando with one hand tied behind his back and a score well over a million points. He doesn't give an exact number; it's just some roundabout fish story of a well over a million points. With his fucking one-handed on, playthrough, Dad. yeah, Come get the fuck, the fuck, get a fucking grip, Dad. <laughs> with it, with this, with this fully button to the top button, fucking button up there. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I only respect the dudes on the left, Mark yeah. Paul, on yeah. their mullet watch situations. Yeah, like yeah. favorite Nintendo games, Mario Three, Mega Man Two. Like you guys are real gamers. I, I got it. Like I, yeah. I'm not buying. Kevin over here talking about he likes weightlifting. Like, <laughs> are you really a gamer, or did you do you just needed a job? Like, let's talk. About this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I like Paul Reed too. His highest game score is solving Ultima, and and big up, <laughs> yeah, big ups, yeah, yeah, big ups, big ups on that, Paul. That's fucking no small feat. And last but not least, yes, we get our mullet counselor quote courtesy of our quota fulfilled rather courtesy of Mark Coates and. It's if you had to classify it, I would say it's a nerdy mullet. You know, he's pretty like he's got like that very skinny meek thing going on, you know. Fittingly, his highest score is finishing fifty fife fief of 
Nobunaga's ambition in 17 game years, whatever the fuck that means. That's, like, that? that's, like, yeah, that's like the nerdiest possible uh, accomplishment you could fucking, you could, you could cite ever pretty much. So thank you, Mark. Your service is appreciated. You nailed the fucking mullet thing this month and we, we <laughs> couldn't live without that. So thank you. And we get classified info after that. And they open on Mario three, the one up trick with the Goomba spitting pipe in stage one, two. And do you recall this? Did you, oh, yeah. can you? Yeah. Right, okay. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, this is one. So you got a raccoon tail up first. You got to have that going on power up wise. And then you, it's this like a T pipe. And on the one side of it, the Goombas drop out and you start, there's one in the like, well, that they can't get out of really. They can only walk so far up the hill. One of them has wings. I think there's one or two down there already, and then the, the tube will spit them out periodically. So the idea is you have to keep jumping off them. It's it's best to start with the one with the wings, and you have to like power jump off them. With with the tail, you can do that power jump and you go super high in the air, but it has to be timed so perfectly. Like the hitbox, like the number of frames that you can get that hitbox response. For you jump that high that you need to do pretty much every time to make this work is not a number of frames that is really realistic for me to fucking land. And I have never been able to do this with any reliability. What you are you able? I've to got do a this? couple. Yeah, I've got yeah. a couple. I mean, I've, I've gotten one ups like, out of this before. Just a couple, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. right, yeah. They make it sound like it's like, like perpetual, right? Like okay. the like they they kind of equate it to me in my mind to the Koopa shell on the stairs trick in Super Mario Brothers One, which is it's I want to say it's. That. Like three one or three two, yeah, it's not that. I totally agree. But theoretically, if you could do, if you were able to do reliably that jump, you could because they come out fast enough for that to work. But yeah, I've never been able to fucking to make that happen at all. So cool thing though, cool thing, and it can't, yeah, it can't be cheesed either. Like because of the way you have to do that, you have to hit that A button depression right as you're landing on the Goomba, you can't just hold turbo. You can't just turbo it up and hold it. It doesn't work because you won't do the, the power jump. You'll do a little one and fucking that, that won't get you anywhere. So yeah, there's no way to cheese it. And I cannot get the fucking frames down uh, reliably enough to do it with any level of success. I also like the Mega Man 2 password matrix code cracking tip in here. You can determine the number of energy tanks you have stored up and the stage you go to, you know, based on the code you enter. And it's always fun when they, like, really break down the math of how these fucking passwords work or someone does, you know. You could probably get that. You could probably get that for every game nowadays. But back then, like in classified information, like that's that's pretty, pretty cutting edge. Uh, we also have Baseball Stars, Knight Rider, Astanax, Eight Eyes, River City Ransom, the secret shop location, and then some Castlevania on Game Boy action in here to round out the... Um, Classified info. Any other things do anything for you, code-wise? Not really. I mean, I was looking at the... Yeah, I looked at Knight Rider, but that was kind of meh. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, great titles, you know, but nothing that's really going to have me like, oh, let me go try that, because I missed yeah. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah, so then we move on to video shorts, and this is... They start with FCI's Phantom Fighter, which is logging a 60% on the power meter, and... We've talked about it. It's fucking weird and in customary FCI fashion, not particularly fun. So nothing to talk about there, I don't think. We get Vic Tokai's Terra Cresta, a less than optimal, in my opinion, flying shmup that hit in March. <laughs> and it gets a 75% on the power meter, which is a little crazy to me. Dude, and it's, 
it's, is it it's, good? It's good. It's like it's representative of early generation Nintendo. It reminds me of yeah. like Gyrus. Xevious flying. Yeah, Gyrus, Gyrus is the game I thought of. It, it, yeah. Like even like I, it's, I want to say it's the same developer even or something because it's got because it it's got like those the the sprite the cross sprites that are guns. I have seen yep. before on a flying schmuck. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm telling you. It looks like Xevious that I played on the 7800. You know, it, it reminded me of that. But a cool thing is you can get a power-up. I didn't play it long enough to see all the power-ups, but one of the initial power-ups you get is like this, you open a hatch and this, I don't even know, it's like an expansion of your ship that you mm. dock into and now you're flying. Yeah, it like said something. I mean, so it's kind of cool. That, I died I, on literally the first <laughs> the first bullets coming out of the first one of those crosses every time three times in a row. Really? And I I, I, oh, I just could not have I don't know I couldn't avoid them. But the every time you restarted it would it said like you know uh, two players left or something and then it said yeah. something about wings like wing one wing remaining and like I was curious to know what that meant and like it, it had the it. it I assumed it meant some sort of, yeah, like ship adaption or something, you know what I mean? So that was kind of mildly interesting to me, but I, I couldn't stay alive long enough to figure out what the fuck it was. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, the the actual, and it is, it's a port of like a 1986 arcade shmup. So it, of course, kind of has that antiquated look to it, you know, like a lot of those older shmups do. But it's fun. I mean, it's, if I stayed along, if I stayed alive long enough to figure it out, I'm sure it would be fun game to just pick up from time to time. But I keep dying, so maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's probably part we'll of the see. problem. Very realistic assumption. And then I didn't really, like, the rest of these kind of just were meh to me. I didn't really fucking, I don't know. Like, was there anything in there? Like, Ghostbusters 2 we've talked about, and that's, like, an interesting IP, but the game sucks. Like, so, the rest of these... There were two more that I found interesting. So, Snoopy's Silly Sports. I was going to skip past it, but I actually had the game. So, I fired it up, and <laughs> it's fun. Like, the kids started watching me and, like, enjoying. It's it's kind of like these silly little mini games where you're trying to figure out how do I throw. Instead of the hammer throw, he's doing, like, a boot throw. And you have to, like, use a stick to try to get the longest throw. and. Mm. Some of those cave, are really like they're cave, silly, cave but caveman really games fun. sounds like caveman games, kind of. But it's Snoopy doing it, so it's <laughs> so it's cute. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't play a full game. I just tried each of them, each of the, the games separately, and so yeah, that you, one's you had that. Fun. Yeah, I have the I had the I don't know how or why I had it, but I downloaded it at some point. I just searched for it in my ROM library, and I was like, oh, I have this game. Yeah, it's worth a game. Um, worth a look. Also, this Dusty Diamonds All-Star Softball. Low-rated, like, not that high. It looks like they tried to pull a picture from Sandlot, but not really. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because we just obviously played, we had this whole episode we did on baseball earlier and baseball games, and I even followed that up with playing, you know, MLB The Show just to remind myself how, how far games have come. <laughs> but this is like a... Oh, I wonder what those are like in VR. Dude, oh, sports, this sports VR probably amazing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is softball. It's fun. Like it has more big, kind of cartoony sprites, you know, bellies and stuff like that. 
but it, it reminds me of the games that we were just playing and yeah. it's the gameplay only tight on it. Yeah. The gameplay is pretty yeah. good. The fielding is it's different. You're not, you're not controlling multiple people. So I, I definitely had some troubles with the fielding. Um, but it's pretty much the same buttons, you know, <laughs> right for first base, up for second, so on and so forth. It's it's fun. It it's like a fun because it's softball. You can choose different fields and stuff. So like the field I played on had like a big freaking pond on the side. I just that's just the field you're playing on. That's where it is right now. So it had like aspects like that that are kind of fun. Um, instead of hitting it over what looks like the fence, like, no, that's just where the field ends because that's somebody's property there. <laughs> I, gotta, I still got to get that ball because somebody's running, you know, because it's, so it's kind of that fun. Yeah, yeah, that neighborhood softball. So that yeah. added a different element that I found fun and differentiated it from just like standard, this is just another baseball game. That is so. interesting. I'll check that out. That's that's kind of fun. That's like yeah. there, there was that baseball <laughs> game. Um. I don't know the baseball two thousand twenty fucking thousand or some shit, whatever the hell it was, we saw in some issue not too long ago, and I was I was equating it to like mutant league football, like just kind of like yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, just like fun variations to what is the standard issue yeah. of of a sports game is is interesting to me if it's done well, you know. So I like the sound of that. Uh, word. Well, next we have NES Achievers, and we have some well-known Ohio representation in here. We have Elaine and Raymond Lee of Reynoldsburg, Ohio, finishing Casino Kid, and Jeff Young of Canton, maxed out at 999,990 points on Ninja Gaiden. And we have some lesser prominent Ohio municipalities in here as well. We have Tommy Roberts of Ravenna, Ohio, finished Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. And then we have Ken Frederick of Canfield, Ohio, finished Clash at Demon Head. So... It's right. not going to be a long one this time because there's not a lot going on there. But do you know where Ravenna is located, Jay? I've heard of it before. Yeah. Pretty sure it's north of Columbus somewhere. <laughs> somewhere north of Columbus. If that's yeah. your final answer, you're correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is 15 miles east of Akron, so it's like northeastern Ohio. Okay. And yeah, there's like normally I go through and like, you know, find things facts about the city about the fucking town or municipality where there's literally nothing interesting about Ravenna, Ohio. <laughs> so easy out for listeners on the Ohio geography lesson this month brought to you by your mom and NES journal covers a Nintendo staff visit to Boeing's flight simulation facility and the release of Valiant Comics's short-lived Nintendo comic book, which I could not find on archive.org, unfortunately, but it appears I was able to find some cover images and stuff and it appears that they are, pretty closely aligned with the uh the cartoon the super mario super mario super show or the fuck oh really oh yeah Yeah. uh the captain n nintendo stuff you know Uh, so i think i want to say the run was nine issues so it didn't it didn't last particularly long and i think valiant is the same company that did archie i think that's i think it's the same company um Anyways, they then throw a full-page ad for something that is, and that is a rarity in this mag, and this was very significant to me. So they have some preteen girl peddling out-of-this-world munchies, and the things that they have featured here are Mario Brothers candy bars, they have juice boxes, they have Mario and Link fruit snacks, and they have ice cream Sammies that are Mario-themed, and then the only one of these I recall ever personally partaking in, the Nintendo cereal system. Oh, yeah, the cereal. Of yes. course, every so, I wanted that cereal so bad. Like, how, how could you not as a kid? You, you know, did you I've ever never have heard it? of this sort of thing. Oh yeah, I had yeah. it. 
like once. <laughs> but in my kid mind, and even right now, as I sit and we're having this conversation years later, it was amazing cereal. <laughs> you can't yeah. tell me anything different other than it was yeah. amazing cereal. Right. So, yeah, it was the box, uh, the black box, and it looked very much like a Nintendo. The thing. cartridge, the old one. Right. Ones. Yeah. And it had two self-contained bags of cereal inside. And like just like the 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 visual on the cover was split in half too. You had Mario on the left and Link on the right, and the bags inside were lined up with that. So you had a half bag of Mario cereal, half bag of Link cereal, and uh, I for some reason strongly correlate the cereal also with the cartoon. Like I feel like I would sit Maybe there they and were eat this. Pushing. They probably sure they were. It's almost a given. But they, I mean, why wouldn't they? If they, if you have a, if you have a, one brain cell wandering around, a, a marketing executive's head would pay for advertising space during the Mario Super Mario Brothers Super Show. You know, uh, after school <laughs> fucking cartoon. Like it only takes one uh, working brain cell for that. So, but yeah, so I would sit there and, and eat that cereal and watch that cartoon. And like I like even it's funny you say you remember finally like I think even I knew that it was because it's there had there was nothing special going out. It was just like the crunchy stuff. There was no they had <laughs> like like there was one that was berry flavored and the other one was just fruit or something. And they you know there were no marshmallows. There was nothing great going on about it at all. It was pretty like uh, honestly like I think of it like one of those you know shitty bags of cereal on the bottom <laughs> on the bottom fucking shelf at the grocery store. No, guys are wrong. <laughs> delicious, and you loved it, and it was great. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I don't remember thinking of it, but it was Nintendo, and I wanted it for sure. So, even though it wasn't right. good, just nom, nom, shove that shit in your fucking head. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but also just super interesting that they had a, a fucking ad, you know? Like, I mean, I know they're just pimping their own shit there, but even they don't really stoop to that, you know? Outside of the, the – they do the ads for the magazine, but there aren't really any other ads in here, you know? So I thought that was pretty interesting. And we go from there to the celebrity profile, and this is on Willie Ames, who is from Charles in Charge. You watch Charles in Charge? No, I did not watch no. that show. Although I know who this guy is. Like, I've seen episodes of it. Yeah. But it, it wasn't was, like my show. Yeah. No, I never. I definitely didn't watch it on primetime. It might even, you know, I feel like it was probably on after my bedtime even. But I do. This was a, this was one of those shows that spent some time in that afternoon syndication window between cartoons ending around four thirty-five mm -hmm. and primetime shit starting at eight o'clock, like that five to seven window where you get like Saved by the Bell or fucking shit like that. You know, I feel like that was in that window, head of the class. Or fucking perfect strangers, I, or like I shit feel like, like Charles that. in Charge like competed with Who's the Boss, and I was a Who's the Boss guy, not a Charles in Charge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I feel that's, like that's how it worked out. That's a that's I a fair that's a fair. <laughs> I, I I could vibe with that uh, finding correlation between those two for sure. <laughs> Just kind of like the the, the hapless uh, hapless dude hanging around the house, kind of like whatever. What is that role? I don't even know what to call that role. <laughs> I create hijinks. That's my. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> hijinks creator. I create hijinks. That's the name of this episode, Jay. Yeah, that's good. Um, he hasn't really. Like, I was looking at his fucking. First of all, his game that he chooses is Captain Skyhawk. 
fuck this guy. Yeah, but, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I feel like there was the what was that one that Sarah Gilbert touted? It was another game that like, fuck you, that's not a game you played. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they force feed those to them probably. But the I was looking at this guy, like you know, I always go through and look at their filmography and kind of see what they got up to. And like he ended up doing some directing and producing shit as well too. But he like he falls off the face of the earth in like oh three oh four. And his bio on IMDb, which has the air of one written by himself. And I think that's always funny. But the, <laughs> the he like became like a cruise ship fucking captain and curator and just like what? quit the business and went and like did ran a cruise ship or line or something uh for a number of years you know he's like he's kind of started to trickle in with a couple credits uh very recently within the last couple of years but there's like a you know yeah like 05 to like 2015 gap of just like he just starts petering into more some more television work uh at the tail end of, right after that so yeah he must have got sick of the biz and wanted to do something else else with his life and that's good for him so we move from there to Packwatch and get our future of NES game packs. And Castlevania 3 is interesting. That's kind of fucking it in here, man. <laughs> like, there's just really not much fucking going on here. Low G Man, yeah. some Chemco Seika shit, slicing stuff. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they have at the end, like, I, I remember this, and this is in the earliest stages of it. So clearly, it's just like a bunch of text right now. But I remember in the later Nintendo Power magazines, this NES planner, and I was always excited, looking forward, like, all right, what game is coming out when? You know, like, again, this doesn't really tell you much, but I always like seeing that at the end. Yeah, they do. I mean, I do like FC. It's FCI, so that's why it doesn't excite me, because, you know, it's going to be dog shit. But Dragonlance is is Dungeons & Dragons IP that it will be Mm. mildly, mildly exciting or should be mildly exciting. Uh, but probably falls pretty short in the NES. And they also mentioned NES collection football yet fucking again. <laughs> and it says Nintendo's gridiron simulation promises to be the most entertaining and advanced NES football game yet. Nintendo has done extensive research to make the team rosters as accurate as possible, barring surprise trades or injuries. It now looks like the game will start making its way into stores this summer in plenty of time for the fall football season. Let's so, go. Yeah, I think it's, can't remember the date offhand, but I feel like it's it's not summer. I feel like they're wrong yet again. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I want to say it was fall. Oh well, coming soon enough. And then we get a two-page spread previewing the Super Mario Brothers Three strategy guide that we're talking about here. So they uh, explain what it's going to be and tell you about the other ones coming down the pipe: Ninja Gaiden Two and Final Fantasy. Um, so. This is the like the this is the like May June issue of Nintendo Power. They're calling the strategy guide the June issue as they're moving to the supposed monthly uh, format for the magazine. So technically, this strategy guide is out now. We're not going to do those in the magazine timeline because they're so mono focused on the one thing. It'll be a pretty boring episode. <laughs> so I would say this is kind of out now, and I would say the thing you're kind of waiting for about Mario's three has been satiated, and. That could inform our game up debate here mm-hmm. momentarily. So that's pretty fun. And then we get the back issues available now thing where you can order old issues. And I used to just fucking sit and stare at that and wish and wish and wish. And then we get our teaser for next issue. We have Final Fantasy, the Mafat Conspiracy, Crystallis, Star Tropics. So basically all that shit that was teased in that 
coming soon thing that we looked at. So that's pretty, pretty dope. And then we get a letter from Howie where he's super excited about the monthly transition to the mag. And then we get a two page spread on the players poll contest and they are theming this on total recall, which is a movie. Were you into this movie as a kid, dude? I watched it, but I don't, oh, I don't man. remember the details of it. I stole <laughs> if this v- I watched I, it as, a, as an adult, I'd probably be feel like I'm watching it for the first time. I stole this VHS cassette from the Oberlin public library. <laughs> uh, it's fucking so good and so interesting. So fucking cool. And had me so fired up for the game, which is why they're doing this contest. And the game is a fucking trash. Fu- it is so bad, dude. It's so really <laughs> it's plain. So, you know, it shouldn't be surprised. But yeah, yeah, the gameplay is terrible. Like I just fired up again just to like make sure my memory was right. Because This was like one of those rent for the weekend and feel robbed the whole time kind of thing. Kind of experience as a kid. I remember um, after I moved to my mom's house briefly after they, my parents split up. I remember getting that at that house and sitting alone in that bedroom there and fucking playing this game and just being like, fuck, it's terrible. Like there's like this, this thing with the levels were like, they like try, they do a decent job of trying to adhere to the IP, but like it results in this gameplay thing where like you're, you're walking down the street and as you walk past these little alley things, a dude reaches out and grabs you and pulls you in, which is very like the whole thing is the movie. He's like constantly being chased and trying to be apprehended. Um, So yeah, they like, pull you into these alleys that are just like little fucking there's nothing in there it's just like a a shitty little sequence where you have to battle your way out to get back to the main game you know and it's just like such an annoying nuisance and it happens so often in the game that it's just awful 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 and the fucking you know it's like all these bad licensed action platformers the fucking hit detection sucks your attack range blows the controls are terrible it's just yeah fucking really really shitty and i don't remember it having like, there's all these gadgets. It's, you know, Philip K. Dick uh, IP, so uh, Philip K. Dick story. So, like, there's all these cool sci-fi fucking gadgets and stuff that he interacts with in the movie. The thing he pulls, like, the sensor that he's the tracker that's in his head out of his nose with. And, you know, the car. There's just all these cool gadgets and stuff that are in the movie. Three-breasted women. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember that. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember that. And, yeah, it's not those aren't in the game either, as you might imagine. But yeah, this I definitely remember looking at this though and being like, like this, you know, the package here is very attractive. Meet Arnold Schwarzenegger on the set of his next movie, a video session on the set, so you can expect total recall, so you can experience total recall of your trip and an actual Martian police uniform using the film of the movie, total recall, three days and two nights in Hollywood, and a claims action pack, and he has game packs to so get the game, you know, so that's a pretty hot fucking prize pack for sure. That would have had me stoked as fuck. Um, yeah. Didn't win. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Like these, all you had to do is like, these didn't even cost you anything. Like, I don't think I ever mailed these in, which is crazy. I can't believe that. I, didn't, like, I feel like I probably, my dad probably told me not to do it or something. It was probably some sort of fucking something like shat on the idea in some ways. What I feel <laughs> like. Otherwise, why wouldn't I have? <laughs> no steps for you. Exactly. That's the same thing. People give me fucking stamps. Just one stamp. 25 cents, dad. Nope. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Get a job. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. That's Nintendo Power issue 12.
That is the Field Select music from Dusty Diamond's All-Star Softball that we were just talking about. Solid game. What do you got for me, Jay? What do you got for me? Oh, man. So many audibles. I have to call it the last minute. This was an interesting issue. It had some hotness, a lot of not hotness, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of curveballs at the end, stuff that's out now. First of all, I got Super C. I haven't beat it before. I Obviously, everybody knows Contra, loves Contra. I'm sure we've all beat that. I've never beat Super C. I know it's tougher, still fun. Um, give me some strategy guides, give me some codes. I, I'm ready to rock on that. So Super C number one. Got a hot, got a hot co-op feature. Yeah, got it, got it. I mean, that's the way to play it. You know, I'm used to playing this with my little brother or cousin or somebody, you know, that's, that's just how it went. Finally figured, um, out how to, finally figured out how to do that right. So I I, it's funny. I'm sitting here. I know we figured it out, but I can't remember how we did it. <laughs> I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> um, second, Final Fantasy. And so that was my original thought before we started talking about side questing. So considering side questing Final Fantasy, I moved that off. I mean, it's hard not to get hype about that spread in this magazine so that would be a brutal game episode (laughs) no chance no chance that like work is picking up for me no chance um so in its place i was thinking batman and so batman was on the top in the top list you know it's a game we talked about before solid game and then (laughs) my third was going to be teenage mutant ninja turtles as much as we talked about it yeah, like two, three, and four. I love those games. They're a completely different style of game. But one, I've never beat it. I didn't own it. My cousins owned it. I never did. Um, so yeah, I thought it might be fun to do that. Mario three is an interesting thing, though. I mean, that's Super Mario three. I've, I've obviously played it and beat it multiple times, but it's a classic. It's, it's the greatest game of all time. So second, maybe. But the funny. I thought to myself, like, I'm going full-on basic bitch in this episode as far as my game selections, and we have the same list. <laughs> we are some basic bitches, Jay. The, I, yeah, Super C, Batman, and then Super Mario Bros. 3 are the three that I I have here. So Solid games. Solid games. They are very solid games, yeah. Um, yeah, Super C, like, I've never beat it, and like, the co-op thing is appealing to me, very appealing. And Batman is, I mean, you, you don't have a ton of exposure to it. It's such a good game, dude. It is so, it is so good. And, I played it, but I'm sure it was a rental situation. It was only like a couple days. You know? Right. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it is, it is, if we do that as a game episode, it is going to be taxing for you, dude. You are going to, you, it's good. Like, it's not like painfully hard. But it's fucking hard, man. It's not an easy game. And the end of the game is brutal. It is fucking difficult. So if we do that, know that you are going to have a trying experience at the end. It's incredibly (laughs) gratifying to succeed, but it is fucking not easy. But, I mean, the controls are so good. Like, again, you can't, like, that's that might be the... The most frustrating part about it is that you'll be you'll you know you will die over and over and over again and you're like you have nothing to complain about <laughs> like it's not there's no bullshit like the controls are so good the wall jumping and stuff is so well done in that game your controls are so pinpoint good uh, and you still fucking get waxed so yeah it's it's <laughs> a 
very difficult game. But cinematics are incredible. Sunsoft is fucking great. It's so good. And then Super Mario Bros. 3, guys. Fucking Super Mario Bros. 3. Got the strategy guide now. And it is kind of... I mean, there are parts of that game, too, that are hard, especially if we approach it where you're going through all the levels as opposed to warping around. Um, and even with the strategy guide, there will still be points towards the end that are... I mean, I've, I told you, I've never beat it. I don't, I don't think I've ever beat... Oh, uh, that's right. You never beat it. I'm like, yeah. I've beat all the levels. It's. Yeah. It'll take some time. It'll take it's some hard time, as sure. fuck, man. That shit with the fucking... The lava train or whatever that is it's fucking hard man the on the last level it's rewarding rewarding yeah. for sure so yeah man uh yeah clearly i'm fucking fine with all three of those man i don't know do you want to just fuck flip a coin or something like <laughs> i don't know, like we don't have a system for determining yeah, flip- we've never countered this before <laughs> yeah flipping like a- usually there's clear consensus right hey, you can't flip a coin for three things now do you want me to i have my tiny decisions app i could punch all three of these i could quickly make a fucking a tiny decisions template with these three games and just hit the button and put it on the screen and, and we'll let the, the fucking random number generator decide for us. You want to do that? I am, oh man, I'm talking through that. I'm less inclined for Batman only because of just the difficulty and knowing how crazy work's going to start to be here. I'm less inclined for Batman. Although I clearly have been wanting to play that. But the others, yeah, we'll play all the others. (laughs) Get this stupid ad off here. There it is. Can you see that? No. Oh, I see the wheel. Yep. Yeah, now I see it. It's fixed. Can't see what it's doing. Oh, I can't see. <laughs> Batman, that's what it shows. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I get you I do it when I go grocery shopping with the, with this thing too. I uh what meal I'm gonna make. Uh you can always just hit it again if you don't like what I give you. <laughs> Super C that time. Oh man. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just had all the time open up in the world, so it doesn't really matter to me. Like, I there there are no life factors that are going to prohibit me from engaging any one of these games. So, I have the parents coming to visit for a week, so I'm not even going to be able to touch really touch anything till the middle of next week. And then, yeah, there's some other stuff going on. Once mm-hmm. we did, we co-opted RBI, and we did, what was the one before we did the heavy barrel? What the fuck was before RBI? Before RBI? I think it was heavy, heavy, I think it was heavy barrel. So, yeah, we had, we've had some... Co-op. Fester's Quest. No, Fester's Quest. Oh, yeah. Fester's Quest and then Tabby Barrel before that. Right, right, right. So, yeah, Batman and Fester's Quest all kind of same. I was thinking, like, whether or not we should be even worried about the the co-op thing. We've had enough of that lately. But, I mean, I guess that's not. We've had some dumb shit in there, too, that were one-player adventures. Uh, I I don't know. Super C, Batman, Super Mario Bros. 3. 
Three more rows three overwhelms me. The idea of it kind of overwhelms me. Well, but like I said, I have all the time just, in the world. So what's there's the a lot of levels. I feel like for someone like you with all the time in the world, this would be the time to do it because you have every level to experience. I from playing it and from warping through and also just enjoying it. I don't know how much notes I would take. Like I, I, I know them like I can definitely talk about them. But each level is so unique and you're going to have, you know, I don't know, eight yeah. plus levels each world, which is good. This is yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we definitely couldn't talk about fucking all eight of every, every all eight of all eight worlds. Yeah, I think I think we should do it. If we do Super Mario three, we should probably take each one as like kind of its own little chapter and then just pick a couple levels that we each liked from yeah. that you know thing to talk about specifically. And you know, clearly we'll go through like the mechanics of the game and shit. Um, yeah, we certainly would be very boring to talk about. <laughs> each fucking level of the game um i don't know man want to hit the thing again <laughs> all right we got to go two out of three it's got to be best two out of three best out of three so we gotta get two it's got super c again all right super c it is okay super c it is yeah. leaving 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 our hands in the fates of the fucking gods there uh okay <laughs> <laughs> Word. All right, we'll play Super C next, and that will definitely have to get co-opted. Well, that goes without saying. So, once we one player through that bitch, we'll figure that out and do some fucking co-op action. And you can subscribe to the pod or the platform provider, whatever dumbass company that shows up your pottery. And the um, actually next issue, uh, we will have we'll do our game episode, and then we will do Game Pro issue ten, just uh, two. Uh, preview that if you're not actually paying attention to our timeline but then you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided whatever dumbass come that shows up your pottery please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter the website is nyhentertainment.com forward slash isoh pod you can email us directly at isoh podcast at gmail.com if you want to talk shit or anything like that and you can follow the pod on facebook and or instagram at isoh pod you can link to the youtube gameplay videos playlist that's in the show notes there's the isoh subreddit if you want to get down with us on reddit and hate mark zuckerberg or anything and we don't have a patreon but if you'd like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction the able gamers foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities and that is cool as fuck ablegamers.org is where you can find them jay what are your socials gentleman jb without the second e that's my gamer tag and that's where you can find me on the socials i am at josh Fulman on twitter at my shift key is broke on instagram my gamer tag is two minute todd and what the hell is my oculus i don't know what my oculus thing is it's probably it's todd something probably <laughs> I'll, I'll figure it out uh for the next episode <laughs> <laughs> go buy an oculus it's fucking incredible okay bye <laughs> bye Thank you.